so last week we stepped on each other. This week neither one of us are starting. <laughs> I love it. I love it. Let's get the formalities out of the way right off the bat. Hello, yep. everyone, and welcome to the end of time. I'm Michael. I'm Chris. Tell you folks, going to be a bit of a bit of another banner episode today. I'm just gonna I'm just gonna shoot the shit today, which is always nice. Uh. I'm trying to think of any like pre banter because nothing really, <laughs> man. I've been in, I've been, I've had time off. I'm mm-hmm. enjoying my time off, not doing a whole lot. Uh, wife and I did a couple things. We'll go into that when I get my week, but uh, sure. eh, just not doing nothing and waking up and not doing anything <laughs> is so nice. Yep, got a three day weekend this weekend too. Yep. Yep, yep. I uh I'm on day one of that, enjoying it. Uh so technically for me it's more like day eleven, yeah. I guess. I don't know. <laughs> Either way. No, nah, man, I I'm sure this will change over time. I'm sure it'll change whenever I have kids, whenever we have kids, but I I just don't know. I don't I don't know if it's cause my wife and I like to watch our money or Maybe we just don't know enough about planning stuff like that, and we're just kind of, kind of. I don't think it's that either. I think it's just the fact that I like doing nothing when I'm when I'm off. I've I've went and done a few things. I've went here and there. I've been to. I haven't really been around the world as far as like traveling and stuff, unless it was for the military. I've been to Ireland on my own, but I don't know, man. I I am so ingrained in the gaming. I just mm. never want to leave. <laughs> it's kind of good. I mean, it kind of saves money, but when I go out, it's always planning and running around and doing crap, and it's like, ugh. Yeah. I, I hate feeling like, all right, well, I'm going to go do a bunch of stuff for five days and then maybe be off for half a day or be off for a day, which is maybe unpacking mm-hmm. or resting, and then up oh, back to work the next day. I, I feel better with I'm doing nothing. Yeah. Nada. I've been to, I've been to places where you get to go do stuff where I didn't care about uh, what I was doing. Like I've been at Six Flags a couple times. That was fun. That I didn't mind doing. That was also a one day for for each time we went to, mm-hmm. which in contrast to what I'm fixing to do, which is go to Disney and spend five days there. This is going to be way different. It's going to be oh, yeah. interesting. Hopefully very, very fun, too. I've been to Disney, but I can't remember how long I was there for. I think it was like a day or two at tops. Yeah. Yeah. We have it. We're trying to split it up to where we're going to spend. We're essentially we were essentially going to spend one day in every park. But with there mm-hmm. being four parks, we're just going to go back to it was either four parks now my partner isn't in here for me to ask her. I couldn't remember. I can't remember if it's four parks and the and or the there was five parks and like the fifth one was just whatever. I think there's four and we were we're just gonna go back to Magical Kingdom again on the fifth day. Uh, either way, all of this is gonna be brand spanking new for me. I've never been, I've never been to any Disney thing, period ever. So this will be this will be fun. We've got we've got mostly everything planned out. We know pretty much the parks we're visiting what days we know like we know where we're going to be eating we have specific fast patches passes purchased for things that we want to see and not have to wait on we've done a 
pretty good job of trying to manage what we're going to be doing when we're there. So I will still have the the wide eyed. I don't. I'm just taking it all in appeal, but. From what I understand with lines and the excessive amount of people and the crowds and all that, you kind of want to go in with some sort of a game plan. Oh, yeah. So, so we've kind of, we've kind of got that taken care of. But yeah, that, this, this is the first time I really had to stretch my brain, man. I really had to sit down and think because it's, it's, it's them, it's been that few. It's been, it's been that few many of times that I have been somewhere and been like, okay, I have, you know, nine days of vacation. I'm spending seven somewhere. You know, typically for me, it's I'm just at the house playing games all day long or watching movies or usually it's playing games. No bullshit. It's usually just playing Mm -hmm. games. So, yeah, I'm enjoying it. Uh, um, I think there was a well, actually, Chris. Oh, uh, you've made a note of it in the Discord, didn't you? I certainly did. I didn't pull it back up, so now I got to scroll. Uh, Persona back. Three traits. Ah, uh, yes, yes. So last episode, I had mentioned that I was playing Persona Three, and it was less management on this one than four and five, respectively. And I couldn't recall if there were four traits or five. Uh, if I said whichever one I said, four or five, I think I might have just said four. But either way, it's oh, it's only three. <laughs> There's only not. Um, there is only uh, courage, and now I'm gonna have to make another well. Actually, <laughs> Jesus Christ. There's academics, courage, and. Mm, I just beat this fucking game yesterday. Just beat this yesterday. Here, courage. Let, let me help you out. Academics, charm, courage. Charm. Charm. God, how could I forget charm? Come on, man. So yeah, <laughs> that's my well uh that's my well actually, which I'm sure in the statements of me talking about anything I've made five. I just happened to catch one and remember it, but yeah. Uh Chris. Yeah. How's your week been, buddy? It has been a week. Um, I More than a week for us. <laughs> yeah. I actually um, ended up taking a day off work because I had to deal with DMV stuff. Um, oh, joy. Yeah, I had gone Monday afternoon uh, to get my new license, and I get all my paperwork together. I put in my little binder thing I have that I always, you know, carry paperwork in, get there, and she's like, I need this. I'm like, all right, I need this, this, and this. I'm like, all right, here you go, here you go, here you go. And, you know, one of the things is proof of residency. So I'm like, here's my lease. And she's like, that's that doesn't count. How does a notarized lease not count? <laughs> so I was like, all right, I guess I'll leave and come back. Um, and since I was out to work, well, it was too late then. They'd be closed by the time I got back. Um, or I thought they're actually open till 6 on Mondays for some reason, but I thought it was 5. Either way, I wasn't going back. I was annoyed. Um, so then Tuesday rolls around. I'm like, all right, after work, I'll go take care of it. Then I got caught up in work stuff. So I don't get done with work stuff until 4.20-ish, 4.30. And I'm like, mm. well, if I go there, try to get there at the end, everybody else is going to be doing the same thing. I'm not going to be able to get. I'm like, screw it. I'll just take a day off work. So I took Wednesday off. 
Um, I was like, you know, I'll take care of that in the morning and then I'll have some more video game time. Um, didn't work like that. Uh, I spent literally around six hours dealing with everything. Um, cause I had to get my license, get the, uh, tag and registrate or title and registration for my older vehicle and then start the process for my newer vehicle. Mm-hmm. Cause they have that whole, you have to have a physical copy uh, or fit the physical original title to title it here, which of course I don't have because there's a lien on it. I haven't paid that one off. So I have to deal with that. And so, and I got temporary tags on the vehicle for a while. I wait on that to show up. Um, since our tags were already expired from out of state, it's been a whole mess trying to deal with the DMV, but thankfully it's essentially done. I should only have about an hour more to spend there, (laughs) man. And let me tell you something, please do. I was sitting there. I I'm, I spent long enough in the military. I'm used to hurry up and wait, you know? Mm -hmm, Uh, mm -hmm. So I'm sitting there. Just looking at my phone, looking around, not really doing anything, waiting on my number to be called. Um, and there are people that get so upset if they even think, they even think someone is jumping in line. Um, there was, uh, people would walk in, take a number, and then look at the number in their hand, and then look at the wall and see if there were like 40 numbers to go. Wow. And be like, hmm. And set it on the counter and walk out. <laughs> uh, and then people would show up later, you know, when that 40 is now 20 and take their number and go, ooh, that one on the counter is better. Yeah. Um, it's like, mm, mm, no, that don't work that way. Yeah. And it was really funny. This lady, she, I'm pretty sure she went up there and did that. She took the number off the counter. Uh, and one of the guys behind the counter actually thought she took it out of the called numbers little thing. Because uh, mm-hmm. the guy had thrown in some loose ones and he actually dumped it out behind the desk after that. But she was like, nah, but I'm pretty sure she took one off the counter and sat down. And <laughs> she went over and talked to this other lady. And this other lady really made a big stink about a guy walking up because she was like, nah, he came in after us, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, oh, my goodness, this guy's been here all day. Like me, he, uh, because, so down there you go to the DMV, everything you need's right there. Right. Mm-hmm. Up here, the main DMV office doesn't do titles. So you have to wait in line at the one office, take care of stuff, go to the title office, get the title stuff taken care of come back and get back in line for the registration man so so i'm like just hearing this even if that guy did you know go early which he did he opened his uh little ticket uh number ticket and was like oh yep my bad and he sat down but that lady man she was laying into him (laughs) causing a scene but she was sitting right next to that lady that I had saw take a number off the counter. <laughs> and that lady wasn't so saying a word. Uh-huh. <laughs> she, she wasn't jumping in. I was like, mm-hmm. If only Let's she knew. Two, 
Let's have two little mini rants right here. All right, let's get us, let's get us some shit since we're talking about DMV and time stuff. Because my 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 nerves are getting worked up just thinking about this shit. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know if it's because I'm getting older. Mm-hmm. I don't I don't want to believe it's some self entitled asshole attitude. I don't think I don't believe I'm that way. If if you feel I'm that way, audience, let me know. But I don't mean to come across that way. It's more like I take my time for the valuable time that it is. If I'm not, if from the time that I wake up in the morning before I go to work to the time that I come home and I walk through that door after work, I'm in work mode. I'm in like, all right, these eight and a half, nine, nine and a half hours of my day are gone. They are disappeared. And I, and I do not mind that. I have, Mm -hmm. I don't get upset about having to get up for work. I don't get upset about being at work. I don't None of that shit. Right. What I get upset is after the point where I have walked through my door, anything from that point on that is in somebody else's hands and they abuse that time Mm -hmm. really upsets me really upsets me and it's getting not really i don't want to say a nitpicky level i feel like i'm getting at that level now where i see where i used to see like customers be this way for example i went to uh i placed an order online at a a pizza place down here past couple weeks i forget when it was i put an order in online and they had two options to pick from, and it was as soon as possible or pick up in the future. And I specifically put down a time, like, yes, I want this at 3.30 right. or 5.30, whatever time it was. Mm-hmm. So I want – and I've even went a step further because I had a way to pay for it ahead of time online, which, I mean, that's that's up or down. That's your choice. You know, you never know if you get there and your shit's fucked. You don't want to pay for some bad stuff. But I right. usually just pay ahead of time. Just get it yeah. done. So my idea is walk in, grab my stuff, check it if I want to, mm-hmm. but I should be in and out of that place in like two minutes. That yeah. that's a max. Okay, folks, two minutes is a fucking max. When I when I put on here, I am paying for this in full and I expect it to be done by three thirty. So I walk in the door of this place. Nobody's here. No, I will not. No customers are here. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is one of those pizza joints, kind of mom and pop mentality, where they have like, they have like a dining area, and you know you could just buy pizza or whatever. Right. So I walk in, and there's like two customers at a table in the way back. There's about, from what I could count at the the duration of time I was there, there was somewhere in the neighborhood of like six, seven employees. So I'm <laughs> thinking, man, there is fucking nothing going on and there's mm-hmm. lots of lots of stuff going on so i'll come in at again i want to say it may have been 5 30 i'm i'm there on the dot right. like i sat in my car waited for a minute listened to my listen to the podcast i stepped in the door at 5 30 nobody talked to me okay okay maybe they're busy a minute goes by somebody comes up hello hi um are you here for pickup yes i am let me give me a name blah, blah, blah. look it up and they go okay Everything is all right. Oh, okay. I see you already paid for it. Yep, yep, yep. Uh, did you want to leave a tip on here? I was like, ah, I don't really do Or is it like, yeah, sure. Fuck it. So I left the tip and like, all right. Uh, give us about, give us about eight minutes and we'll have it out to you. And it's like, <laughs> it's like a, it's like a switch in me kind of went off. <laughs> I want to make this clear. I don't think, I think snapping on somebody over the phone, this is another story for another time, but I don't, I don't, I'm not that guy when I go out. I don't make big deals about things. I'm very calm, very collected. I just want to explain myself to somebody 
and have them understand. So I'm like, eight, eight minutes. And they're like, yeah. I said, I put on the order that I wanted this done by 530. It's already 532. And you're telling me eight more minutes. What Was there a mistake? Because I understand that. Mm-hmm. I, I've been in this industry for almost a decade now. I get that shit happens. Did you drop my pizza? Did, did, did somebody cook the wrong pizza? Wrong size? I don't know. Oh, no. That's our preparation time. Your, your preparation time. So, so the thing, so this is not a come in and pick it up at this time. This is when you start cooking it. Oh, yeah. I mean, I, we, it's usually always been that way. Okay. You got a, a manager I could talk to real quick and just like talk to somebody else. You know, she said, yeah, sure. Let me grab him. Guy comes up younger than me, which again does not matter. I don't care. That does not bother me. But he's like, "What can I do for you, sir?" I was like, "Yeah, I put an order in online, and I put it in at for five thirty, and now I'm here at five thirty-two to pick it up, and I'm being told that it's not even ready yet." And they're like, "Oh yeah, we've got like lots of orders ahead of yours. I'm so sorry, we're backed up." I'm like, "Okay, now let's hold up." So which of these stories is it? Is it mm-hmm. that you guys don't start cooking it until the time that's specified on the website or that you are busy and backed up? And he's like, oh, it's who who told you that? No, sir, you pick it up at that time. I'm just very unfortunate. I'm so, very sorry. Like, we're just we're just busy. I'm like, so so you got one employee that either doesn't know the system or lied to me, and now you're telling me that there's a problem. Like, it, my phone number was on the order. Somebody could have called me and told me. Like, it's just, I don't know. It, it, it becomes a point where so much of an issue now, I don't even care. Mm-hmm. You know, I don't want to hear any more stories. I don't want to talk anymore. I already know that physically I'm going to be at this place, sitting on my ass, waiting on the food. Well, I finally got my food. I checked it over. Uh, the lady apologized. She said, he's been talking to me this whole time. I'm so sorry. It was my misunderstanding. I'm like, hey, man, it's all good. You know, shit happens, whatever. Mm-hmm. And I take the food, and I was like, all right, everything's here. So thanks. And then I go to walk out, and I stopped at the door. And I was going to go back and say some more. And I just realized that rhymed. I didn't mean to. And and I just said, nah, and I'm, I'm, I walked out. <laughs> I thought for half a second, again, if this was if this was me, I'm a manager, if a customer is having a problem, if a customer is not getting what they want, I know how much of the company's system I can milk to go, hey, I just want you taken care of. That manager, he apologized once, which is fine, but I didn't get a discount. I didn't get like a refund. I didn't get, hey, here's a good luck, Chuck, ticket for the next time. Didn't get a fuck you. I just got my stuff <laughs> 17, not 17, uh, 12 minutes past the time I was supposed to have sure. it. And uh, I look at the customers that I used to deal with that they would have they i've been blown the fuck up on i've been cussed at to my face mm-hmm. i've had you would have thought it was a greek tragedy because somebody's <laughs> 32 cent thing wasn't in their 52 dollar meal you know yeah but 
I, I I don't know. I was debating mentally whether I wanted to play the bigger man and 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 just walk out or be like, no, I want to go get something because then I feel like, well, I have to co- now I have to come back to you and ask you for something for free. If you didn't think it upon yourself mm-hmm. to give it to me, screw it. At the end of the day, I went home and filled out a survey, and I'm sure somebody will call me. You know, that's 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 a shittier way to have to do it. You know, usually the manager on duty will be the person be like, hey man, I got you covered, as opposed to somebody yeah. going to damn near a corporate level and then somebody that you don't want to know about this knows about it. And I know that manager is going to get a phone call and they're going to be like, dude, you didn't do anything for this guy. He brought a legitimate complaint to you and you basically just told him, I'm sorry. (laughs) So Mm -hmm. it is what it is. But the biggest part of all that, it was not so much that I didn't get what I wanted. It's the fact that I didn't get it when I wanted, because when I got there, I was like, yeah, let me get in, grab my shit and go home. And it's, no, I'm sitting here. Now I'm, I'm, I'm waiting. And I'm thinking of all the times that, you know, this has ever happened on my end. It's like, yeah, I get it. I get it. And I understand it on my end too. My time is more valuable to me now than it's ever been. Right. <laughs> Maybe if I was a high school kid, this wouldn't really matter so much, but I'm like, man, I'm not going to get home until like, like 6.15, 6.30. That's over half of my time off tonight's already gone. Yeah. I'm the same way. I get, if anything takes my time in the afternoon when I'm done with work, I'm like, well, now the afternoon's essentially shot. Exactly. Because it's going to be, you know, have to worry about eating dinner and then what else do I have time for? Yeah, you got to eat, you got to bathe, and you, you have kids to take care of, you may have chores or some shit to do, like, all your adulting things are going to be there, and if I'm at home in control of all that, okay, if I'm at home and I go do something and the dishwasher breaks, well, I'm I'm aggravated, but Mm -hmm. shit like that happens. I mean, it just, shit just broke. My, fuck it. I guess the rest of my night's going to be screwed. Money's coming out of pocket. Life moves on. But if I go somewhere and it's just like a laissez-faire attitude with my time, I'm aggravated. Mm Second mini rant on this, and this is because of the line situation that you had to deal with. This this is something that I feel like I'm trying to bolster with people. I'm trying to put, I'm trying to put a good foot forward and put a good example to people, but it's never going to work, and I'm slowly giving up on it. But when I go to a place of business and it has a you know, two or more register situation mm-hmm. instead of, <laughs> I realize it's going to sound such an asshole thing. I get it from the outside, but I mean, well, when it goes somewhere and there's two or more registers and there's not a definitive line situation going on, I try my best. I make it a fucking point to not get into a line. I make a line in between. Perfect example is a local game store that I went to recently. Ah, it's not a low, it's GameStop. I went to a GameStop recently. And you know, I've been at, I've been to a GameStop when they've had a situation where they've had lots of people there. You know, they, I've seen them break out the little, you know, the people channels before. Yeah. It happens. But typically, no, you, you go there and it's just a, it's a fight for yourself. So I go into a GameStop, uh, and there's equal, I got my shit. I got what I wanted. I went to go get in line. There was one person on the right register, one person on the left register. Both of them were taking customers, and there was one customer each. So I looked to the left, looked to the right, and I just stand right in the middle. 
Mm-hmm. I just stand in the middle. And I'm thinking, all right, <laughs> here we go. Cause I know what's about to happen and I'll be fucking right. It sure did. So some guy comes up, looks at the lines and then looks at me and then just jumps behind the dude on the left. Yeah. And I'm standing clearly in the middle and like, look, I'm do, I'm doing my best to have a body language situation. Mm-hmm. I'm, lo- I'm looking at both of them and I'm just standing in the middle. I'm like, all right, look, you know, there's equal people here. I don't want to be a guy to get here. I'm not even looking at what they're doing. Like I, I know enough to know that if the guy on the right has like, you know, a console and 20 games he's trying to turn in, he's going to be there for a minute. Yeah. I didn't look at any of that. I saw two people look like they was in the process of, of, of buying something. Like, so pretty much equal time. So I stay in the middle. Guy comes up and just, just steps right up. I'm like, <sighs> and again, I thought about it and I thought about it. And I've had mixed results. I've had, I've said something sometimes and been like, Hey, just trying to make an equal opportunity line situation here. I did it when I was at, uh, I did it was at a dollar store one time and that one worked out. This one, I just said, oh, what, whatever, whatever. Yeah. And then somebody else come up and then they got also in the left lane. So the right, the, the left side, so the right side, I was like, fuck it. I guess I'll just go over here then. I'll be damned if the person on the left just sat there because they had, they were doing something with a, they, they were having a problem with their either the power up card or a gift card they had some, some kind of mm-hmm. card situation. My guy got his shit in front of me almost to the, almost by the time that I got up there in line, he was finishing up his stuff and walking off. So I stepped up. I was like, yeah, here we go. All right. Yeah, da, 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 da. And I was like, just out of curiosity, I'm in, a, I'm in a, I'm in a pre-order mood. You got like a pre-order package? He's like, yeah, sure, man. Let me pull up some pre-order stuff real quick. See what stuff we got. I sat there for probably a good seven minutes checking over stuff. Nobody got behind me. Nobody did <laughs> that. The two fuckers that didn't want to, didn't want to fucking jump on the bandwagon sat there behind that lady with her gift card situation mm-hmm. the entire time I was there. And of course, when I got done, then they jumped in the line. But it's just, right. I mean, the point is you would think that these things would just be kind of common sense, but it, it rarely is. And like you're trying to be that guy that's trying to do like a common sense thing or just trying to be like an equal opportunity person. The society just does not want to work that way. That's also down here. I don't know how Northerners are. I don't know how, how Canadians are, but <laughs> meh. So, I mean, like your DMV situation, anytime uh-huh. you go to a DMV, you're fortunate enough to at least have a number situation. You, you at least have that. Yeah. But when you're just out and about and it's just all for one and one for all. And you're trying to be that person like, Nam. it was almost like, I was like, am I, am I being an asshole now? Like, am I being an asshole because I'm trying to make like a more common sense situation or am I just like part of the herd going with the herd? Eh, whatever, whatever. Yeah. I mean, I, I can, I can see it either way. I mean, they have two registers, so two lines make sense. But if there's not a lot of people, I mean, it's like, um, I really don't care like that when it comes to a GameStop. I'll just float around the store until, you know, register is open. <laughs> That's about uh, what you have to do, right? Yeah. But, like, if I go to McDonald's and they have two registers open, out oh, of their yeah. four, of course, they have two yeah. registers open, generally speaking, 
people are pretty good about forming one line and then getting yeah. into whichever register opens. Yeah. Um, so I think it really depends on where you're at. Yeah. I use GameStop as one example. The f- fast food, it, you, it's, it's just any place that has multiple registers like that. Mm-hmm. I just try to do that thing. <laughs> I've just had a mixed bag of results. Yeah. Nobody's got upset. I have been in places where... uh. So when I when I came here to Shush. I had to get a uh my driver's license and I got I walked in I grabbed my number it was a number situation and I waited and right about before the time that it was my turn to come up some gentleman walked in probably in his 50s something he he walked up like shot past all the numbers so right off the bat, the because I don't, I'm assuming your DMVs and licenses and all that are the same way up where you are. Ours are it's like police officers that take care of all this. No, no. Okay, I don't think. Okay, let me correct myself. Our DMV isn't run by police officers, but our driver's license place was. So, in any event, not not really important. The this guy like blew past the 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 ticket machine and walked her to the front counter. Not only did he start, did he walk her to the front counter again, where the business is conducted? He starts like looking over the countertop and like looking at booklets and picking up things. And, and the off the, uh, the female officer was like, sir, excuse me. <laughs> Can I help you? Cause she's like in the middle of typing somebody, something who knows she's doing something. And he's like, yeah, I'm here to take, I'm here to get one of these. And she's like, uh, what are you here for? He's like, oh, well, this ain't it. Actually, I'm like, I need one of those books. I need like, you know, the driver's handbook. I got a, got a kid wants to take a test. And he, she's like, okay, sir. Well, number one, you need to go get a ticket and get in line. And number two, those are not free. You don't walk out with those. They're, they're, uh, uh, five dollars each mm-hmm. and he's like then he gets loud and this is i mean it's always funny when people get loud in public man but he's like five dollars you mean to tell me i gotta get a line and then i gotta pay for a book you know when i was a i was younger and did this these were free and she's like well i'm sorry times have changed sir you have to get in line to purchase that and it will be five dollars and he was like you know what you're stupid and walked Jesus. out i'm like what is it really <laughs> is it really that important is it really that big of a deal and right then it would have been the perfect time i was i was that close chris i was gonna do it i was gonna be like you just called a police officer stupid think about that for a minute Mm -hmm. and also you're the one that walked by the number machine and thought you just felt like you owned the place but you called her stupid come on buddy but everybody got a good chuckle out of that i didn't even need to yeah, people I, just make an ass out of themselves, man. I actually had a similar situation down in Virginia when I did my license there. There's a mm-hmm. guy walked up and started looking over the counter, and same situation. Lady was like, "Can I help you?" He's like, "Yeah, I need a thing." And same situation. She's like, "Well, get a number, uh, and then uh, you have to pay for it." This guy didn't make us think about it, um, but yeah. Exact same situation. Yeah, they just like, yeah, it's okay. And there were people there too. I mean, I could see even 
I, I'm an understanding person. I could, I can understand the way that the room was set up when you walk in. If you were to just walk in and see all the business in front of you, you could have missed the kiosk that was on the right hand side. Like they didn't, they didn't exactly have it like right out in the open. It was pretty much to the left. If you walked in that door and took four steps, that was beyond your peripheral. So I can mm-hmm. get that. But he walked in and there was almost, Almost every seat was taken. you could see it's maybe time to hold up and there's obviously people in front of you. You're not just going to be able to walk in and just blow past everybody else. Yeah. <sighs> but anyway. I mean, that being said, I do understand just asking a question, you know, without mm-hmm. waiting an hour for that. Because I, I do not want to wait in line and then be like, oh, well, you're screwed. You know, mm-hmm. fortunately yeah. on for me on Monday with my whole license and paperwork thing, there was no line. There was a family yeah. of like five trying to get licenses for their three kids at once, but they had multiple things. So once one of the other ladies got a chance, she moved over to that uh, the other driver's license lane and helped mm-hmm. me out uh, and told me to go screw myself. But <laughs> I didn't have to wait very long for it. You know. Yeah. Customers and people and lines and this is you see chris this is this all loops back to why i don't just don't go anywhere when i'm on my taste off i just sit at home and 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 deal with myself yeah <laughs> so anyway back to the glorious week of chris um sure yeah i forgot we were actually talking about weeks um yeah let's see i think that's did i do something else i'm transitioning companies this week not changing jobs, just the company for the contract. So I'm dealing with that a little bit. Um, got my new laptop and stuff in today. Haven't opened the box though, so I'm not sure. Mm, yeah. What uh, what that'll entail? Um, I found it interesting that the last company I worked for, they were like, "Yeah, we're gonna send you a laptop." I'm like, "Okay, cool." They send me a laptop. Well, I get two boxes in. I'm like, "Okay." So one, open up, okay, the, this is the laptop and a docking station, which I don't care about, a keyboard, which I don't need, etc. I'm like, okay, cool. What's the other one? And I turn and look and, you know, it's a monitor. I'm like, I don't, I don't have room for this. So the monitor literally sat boxed up in my hallway until I used it for testing a uh, computer uh, part replacement I was doing on my uh, dining room table. And then nice. I went back in the box. Never use it for work stuff. It's so weird to actually get a monitor with it. <laughs> um, but I'm guessing since I only got one box from the new company, it's literally only the laptop. Um, yeah. Let's see. Is there anything else other than games? I don't think so. So start with the uh, Destiny 2 segment. Um, That's a Destiny 2. Sorry. All right. Thanks. Um <laughs> I didn't play it this week. Um, what? So. You wasted much. Man, come on. I mean, is it, is it really wasted? I mean. That is true. We'll, we'll that leave that true. to the audience to decide. Um, <laughs> uh, I continued playing uh, Valkyria Chronicles 4. Um, mm-hmm, I didn't mm-hmm. write down my time in it. Uh, I can check Steam real quick just to see what it says. Steam says 34 hours. I think it's actually around 30 um, mm-hmm. at that point uh, it's the story's getting really uh, or 
let me start. The story is getting much better. Um, it was already interesting with the character development and stuff. And then there are some twists and turns going on. And then there's uh, a more... Uh, I, I've, I've been trying to think of the right word to use. Maybe magical thing. It's not, you mm-hmm. know, normal. Uh, because typically, I mean, Valkyria Chronicles, it's essentially, you know, a military traditional weapon based game. Yeah. Um, well, later on, the point I'm at now, I'm getting into more of the, this isn't normal. <laughs> stuff mm-hmm. it's magical stuff so yeah now that's got my attention um because i've i didn't make it far enough in the first one to encounter anything like this ah uh, okay so well, i'm that like makes total sense because i'm scratching my head going well, how far did you make it in the first one because it's yeah okay yeah so now i'm learning why the name of the game is what it is mm-hmm. uh but so I'm getting really into it now, and I'm like, all right, all right. Um, and that'll have to wait um, for a bit because Tuesday was the release of Assassin's Creed Odyssey. Sure was. And sure was. boy, I cannot put this game down. Um, really? I am loving this game. Uh, I'm having so much fun with it. There. Uh, it's, so I was, I was curious after Assassin's Creed Origins, the game last year, what they were going to do, you know, the, with the, uh, the, wow, my brain just fried as soon as I started talking about Odyssey. Um, <laughs> the setting of the game is Greece. Well, right. with the previous game, there was a connection that made sense with that transition. Um, I, what I thought has nothing to do with what I've played. I don't know if there will ever be a direct connection to the previous game in Egypt. Um, the, the, uh, real life aspect of it, the out of the animus, uh, portion, which is very small still, which is good, but that portion does carry over. So the quote unquote real world stuff is linked, but the inside the animus, uh, Egypt and Greece so far have not been linked. Um, mm. that may change, but, um, I found that kind of interesting. Um, cause normally there's at least some sort of connection. Mm. Though when I thought about it, looking at the older games, um, they're, they more focused on the outside the animus portion with those characters, Desmond, etc. Um, and the inside wasn't as linked. Some of them were. But then I think Black Flag had no relation. A couple others had no relation. Um, once you got out of like the first three games, I just think they stopped being inside the animus connected. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's, I mean, that's not a bad thing. It's just an observation I made, you know, so far. Yeah. Um, the, let's see. Um, so, a couple of negatives. Um, I've had the game freeze on me twice now. 
Um, and real quick, I've put 30 hours into the game mm-hmm. uh, since Tuesday. Um, and this is Saturday. Uh, but I put 30 hours in. I've had two freezes, and they were both later in the game. I think one was yesterday, and then one was earlier this morning. So not a big deal uh, based on the amount of time I put into it. And it is, I don't even think we've had a patch since it dropped. So not a, not, not terrible. Um, it's not mm-hmm. like it's super buggy. Um, I have ha- noticed some issues where the audio for conversations doesn't match up with the uh, visual portion. Mm-hmm. Like characters' lips will start moving and then the uh, subtitles will show up at the right time, but then the actual audio clip behind it doesn't start playing at the right time. Um, it's not constant. It's only every once in a while, uh, but it's it's odd. It's an odd issue. You know, it's not like uh, and Andromeda where people are like, this is just doesn't make sense with the mouth and the audio and face and all that. You know, it's not one of those situations. Yeah. It's just the actual clip is delayed or the video is not proper for it. Like, um, and I'll get into this more, but basically a dialogue in a particular situation can vary based on decisions you make. So I'm thinking that may be part of the problem is it's playing video for a longer conversation or something like that. But the audio is for the current one and subtitles are for the current situation. Um, So that may be causing some sync issue. Um, Let's see. Any other negatives? Um, I'm playing on normal... I don't have any difficulty issues. Um, combat can be rough, but that's something that could also happen in Origins. Um, they certainly changed it up from how it was super easy before uh, Origins, and it takes much more work now. Um, and I feel like Odyssey took that a step further, um, so combat's a little bit more difficult. But if you get into the groove of it, it's not so bad, you know. Kind of like a Souls game. It's going to be hard at first, but the more you get used to it, the easier it is. Um, but if you screw up, it's going to hurt. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's good in that aspect as far as combat goes. Uh, I'm trying to think if there's any other negatives. Um, I don't think so. Um, this is sort of... It's not... Uh, it's an opinion-based thing, so it's not really something I want to just call straight up negative, but something mm-hmm. I wasn't quite, uh, I'm still not quite sure how I feel about it. So when you start up the game, it has an option for normal or, or guided mode or exploration mode. And it doesn't really give a good description of what that is. So I was like, okay, sure. Set to exploration, you know, it's Assassin's Creed. I'm going to be running around. Sure. Literally all it's doing that I can tell is when you have an objective, instead of showing the, uh, you know, diamond where you're supposed to go or the yellow circle for the area, it shows nothing. Um, and you just have to basically guess where you have to go or it'll give you some clues like it's south of this city or it's east of this landmark. 
Um, and you know, it'll give you like two or three different guiding lines and then you have to find it. Um, I played like that for probably the first 10 hours and got into a situation where I was like, I have no idea where to go next. Um, because the, uh, some, I, I don't know if I didn't get enough hints or if I was just being dumb, didn't have the map opened up or something, but I was like, okay. And I just kept going. And then later on, I actually went to the settings. I don't know if I was going, even going in for this, but I ended up toggling that off. So exploration mode was off and is back to guided. And I was like, oh, my diamonds are here. And that's literally all it did. I thought maybe it would hide quests until you got in the area or something like that just to start them. Um, I didn't realize it was actually uh, hiding the destinations from me. So I left mm-hmm. it on um, so I can get the diamonds and circles and stuff because that map is huge. And I ain't got time for that. Um, <laughs> this map is... I'd be curious to actually see it side by side with uh, Black Flag. Um, I think, and maybe Origins. The Origins was more was pretty much entirely on land, so that's not a big deal. But the map for Odyssey is Greece. You know, so it's a bunch of islands um, mm-hmm. outside of the mainland, and so there's a lot of water to traverse and stuff. Um, Early on, I felt like there wasn't enough fast travel points, enough uh, sync points to fast travel to. But I think it's kind of balanced out later on. It's just a starting area. And that's probably because they want you to explore the first area more on foot. Right. Yeah. Totally okay with that. Makes sense. Um, the I'm trying to think of uh, mechanic things. So... From Assassin's Creed Origins, there was the uh, ability point system where you purchased your abilities, and once you did some, it unlocked others. Uh, Odyssey has a similar system where it's, and I think it's improved upon, where instead of having the nodes structured like they were, you still have nodes and you have some that are prereqs for others, but in general, you can do like, half of the stuff at a time, assuming you're the right level for it. Um, mm-hmm. There are some level gates, but it's not terrible. Um, and once you're at the right level, like I just hit whatever level I am and that's unlocked every node on there, at least for me to see. Um, and I can purchase them now at the first tier of it. Um Instead of having multiple nodes for the same ability, uh, some of the nodes have tiers to them. So it'd be like level one, two, and three of this ability or of this perk. Um, and that kind of helps with the, uh, the, the, the organization of it. Um, mm-hmm. And I, I like it. Uh, they've changed up some stuff. There are... There are some things where um, you unlock essentially like poison arrow or poison and fire for your weapons. Um, it applies to both. But there's now a adrenaline system, which I think Origins technically had one, but it was only for your quote-unquote super attack, whatever it was called. Um, 
In this one, it's actually how you use your special abilities. Um, so like uh, to heal, there's no potions. You have your ability thing now. And as long as you have a bar on your ability bar or a segment on your ability bar, you can heal once every like 30 seconds, uh, which is an interesting aspect because instead of now, instead of having potion management or healing item management, you now have a time limit, essentially. Um, mm -hmm. As far as segments on the bar go, I almost never have a problem with that unless I'm out of combat. Because in combat, everything uh, fills up the adrenaline bar, which is what I just remember. Adrenaline is what it's called, not ability bar. Uh, the adrenaline bar fills up really quick. Um, and that's without really any perks on my stuff to increase the rate of gain. Um, so that's good. Um, the... Uh, I just lost my train again. The, um, there aren't, uh, as far as I've seen so far, there aren't smoke bombs and stuff like that to use. Um, which again, not a big deal, but I'm, I'm not a fan of everything being tied to the adrenaline bar. Mm -hmm. Um, because even like the poison and fire, it doesn't technically cost adrenaline to use. It just has a timer behind it, um, which is an okay middle ground um, for those. But, and I think at some point I can actually like craft fire arrows so I don't have to even worry about that ability. Mm -hmm. um, but I'm not there yet, so I'm not sure exactly how, how uh, it's going to work out. Um, I think based on the game... The game's telling me I'm like 36-ish percent through. Might be a little higher now with some story stuff I completed. Um, mm. So I haven't done, <laughs> I haven't done a lot. I actually have probably a third of the map at least that I haven't been to. Um, I want to say I'm level 30, if that. No, I, yeah, I think I'm. No, I'm not even that high, I don't think. I think I'm like 29 or something like that. I should have written this down. Um, <laughs> but something you'll like about the game is it scales pretty much everything. So nice. as I level up, I'm like, okay, I'll do my lowest level quests first. So, you know, when I level up, they're not super easy and I'll just knock them out of the way because they're going to be easier anyway. Well, I knock out those, level up, Oh, all the next ones and the ones I haven't done yet, they pretty much all tear up for the quest. Um, nice. There are some targets you have to kill throughout the story. And some of them have static levels that never go up, uh, which is fine. Um, they're meant to be, you know, milestone type things. Um, but others will scale up. Uh, and it, it makes it interesting because I've done so much side stuff. There's so much stuff to do in this game and uh, that I find myself like, okay, I'm going to do main story now. Okay, I'm going to do some side stuff because I want this from it or something like that. So it's a lot of getting sidetracked. Um, the um, 
let's see. I'm trying to think of more mechanic-based stuff. The uh, the ship stuff is a lot like Black Flag, but it's different in the sense that it's further back in time. So there's no cannons on the ships. And that makes the sea combat a little more awkward, I guess, is the right way to put it. Um, yeah. You have to be closer um, and whatnot, as opposed to black flags, you know, mortars and broadsides and stuff like that. You now have mm, arrows and javelins. Um, and, of course, you can imagine the range on javelin throws. Not great. Yeah. Um, but it's still fairly fun. Um, it just doesn't have that same uh, feel to it, which I don't mind. I've actually spent a lot more time on land than I have on the sea <laughs> um, just because of all the stuff there is to do. Uh, and there is so much stuff to do. Um, for the sea stuff, your ship, the uh, sea shanties are back. And Yay. something that's really cool is on your ship, you can customize your crew. And it's a cosmetic thing. So, mm -hmm. like... I've heard about this, yeah. Yeah, so, like, I have a group of all-female assassins. Um, there's all-male assassins. Uh, there's uh, the Medjais from Origins as your crew. I've unlocked a few others I haven't tried. Um, but something that I thought was really cool is... And I don't know how much this is, how much this applies to, but at least for the ones I've put on, the voices are all different. Um, so even if they're perhaps singing the same song, the same, same uh, shanty, the all female crew is a all female voices, you know, and the all male uh, assassins crew is different than the Medjai, which I believe were all males or might be a mix. I didn't even pay that much attention. Um, that's there's money. a different nice. there's an audio difference you know between them mm -hmm. so it's not just how they look it's also sound they took the extra time to do that um, nice uh so something that one of the biggest appeals to this game is that this is a very good, so far what I've seen, a very good example of how to make choices matter in a game. So first off, when you start out, you have to choose a character, right? And it makes it very clear that you're only playing one of these. So uh, you have Alexios and Cassandra are the mm -hmm. you know main characters. Um, and I started with Cassandra. And I'm not, this is going to be completely spoiler free, uh, because it's, I don't want to spoil anything about this, mm. but there are so many situations where just starting with the other character, I'm like, okay, well, how would this be different? Because the other characters are involved in this, but if it's the other way around, is it like just filling in the blank or is it actually going to change the story somehow? Um, that, and that's just from the start, you know, just from picking a character. Um, wow. But then later on, I mean, from the gate, it's asking you to make decisions. And the very first decision it has you make, you see the repercussions for that in about 30 seconds. Um, huh. 
And it's obviously because the character even makes a note like, oh, I made this decision. So now this is happening, I guess. Um, And then there are. There are, of course, different scales of decisions. Some are just conversation based. You get a little bit different dialogue. You may upset an NPC or something like that. But there are others where I made a decision first 30 minutes of playing that at 30 hours in, I'm still seeing consequences for. Wow, really? And it is huge. And it's to the point where I... Because I was thinking, okay, well, what I'll do is once I beat the game and I'm maybe 100% or maybe before 100%, I'll go watch you know, someone play through a Alexios playthrough. Um, or at least, you know, the first part of the game kind of get a feel for what's different. Um, but now I'm seeing so many consequences from my choices that I'm like, well, I feel like I might need to play the game again, you know, as Alexios, but will I even have the same options to make? Um, and if I don't, well then, okay. So now I need a Cassandra playthrough, but there are a lot of major points where I'm like, okay, what would be happening right now if I hadn't made that decision in the first 30 minutes of the game? Because this is massive. It is literally, you know, world changing for the game. Um, and I, I really do, makes me go ahead, go ahead. I do have a rough idea of how it'd work out because I think, you know, because like the point I hit earlier is the end of a, uh, act or episode, whatever they call it in the game. So I have a feeling that the you know end result of that's going to be the same, but the environment's different. Characters may be there, may not be there. You know, all that stuff. What were you going to say? Uh, I wonder what I wonder what your look on the 100% or a completionist of this uh, of this game right now looks like to you, because from what I've from what I've gathered, so apparently is a very dense game. Oh, yeah. Apparently there is a metric fuck ton of shit to, of like check marks to uh, boxes to, to put check marks in. Yeah, it's it's interesting because I'm curious what counts. Um, there is a bounty board in the game where you can get essentially side quests. Um, mm-hmm. Some of them are timed. Uh, they're essentially daily quests for you to do. They took a very RPG heavy approach to this where you have the equipment that drops, which I didn't talk about that yet either. Um, You have the equipment drops, you have your leveling system, you have the, uh, you know, crafting upgrade system, and then you have the story, you have the side quests, you have timed side quests. There's a weekly quest you can do, I guess, um, for a special currency to get, you know, special items. Um, Mm Mm-hmm. So it's there is a ton to do. Um, I what I like to do in the past was get to an area, go hit all the question marks, you know, clear them out, and then move on. Or I'd progress to a story and then go back. Well, I'm in that middle ground now where I'm like, there's just so much. It's a huge map. Um, I I could explore more, but I'm probably going to run into enemies that will kill me. Um, because even though the enemies scale with you, there are still higher level areas. Yeah. Um, so basically there's not a, not truly a 
really weak area for you to go back to because the base guards and stuff, uh, NPCs will scale up to you. They may be like two or three levels below you, but they'll keep that gap. Um, but then I went into an area because a quest had me go there and all of a sudden there were level 42 enemies and I'm sitting there at 28 and I'm like, why did this? <laughs> and the, the quest before it, it was literally a direct conversation thing. Yeah, let's go do this after I, you know, turn in the previous quest. It's the next step and it proceeds automatically. Um, or it's like, okay, yeah, follow me. So I follow them. And then the enemies have skulls next to their names instead of numbers. I'm like, okay, the previous quest was 26. And I actually checked my quest log after reloading a couple times and looking. And it's like, oh, yeah, 42. Okay, thanks, game. You <laughs> might uh, might want to put a gap in there, not let me accept it yet or something like that. <laughs> um, or make the prereq higher so that I don't get that. You know, something where I don't just go and get one shot. Because um, it was ridiculous because not only do i get one shot but i'm not doing any damage to them because of the level difference right um, there is real quick a ability that makes no sense um so in assassin's creed games you typically have stages of uh falling upgrades you know you can jump from higher distances and roll and stuff and you're fine and then you get to a certain point, you just splat on the ground, regardless of how upgraded you are. Yeah. Um, you know, you accidentally mm-hmm. miss the hay bale jumping off a point, you're probably going to die. Um, this game, and it unlocked automatically level 16, I believe, has an ability where you just don't take fall damage. Wow. So I literally can jump off the side of a cliff, do a couple flips in the air, roll when I hit the ground, and I'm fine. Wow. I'm like, this seems <laughs> seems a bit extreme. Um, yeah. I, I was looking forward to getting the ability so I could jump from higher places and actually roll because there's no roll early game. And mm-hmm. then I noticed myself start automatically rolling when I was jumping off stuff. And I was like, oh, yeah, I unlocked that. Um, okay. And then I jumped off something I shouldn't have. And I just <laughs> rolled. And I was like, wow. Um, and I went back and read the ability and it said, no falling damage. Mike. They are pushing the boundaries okay. of, this, of these characters. Mike, yeah, that's... <laughs> and it's absurd watching it, too. Um, just seeing my character fly off a cliff, just spin around, not have a care in the world, and then lightly hit the ground and roll. It's, it's amusing. Um, that is something that I don't think should be there at all. It makes traversing things ridiculously easy because I'll just mm-hmm. I no longer need to go around these cliffs I just climb up one side and jump off the other <laughs> it's it's comical um, yeah so the side quests there's tons of them too and there are along the same lines of the timed ones there are others which have an icon above their head that looks like an hourglass so I'm assuming they're there for a limited time um and then they won't be available anymore or something. So I usually mm-hmm. talk to them and start their quest. Because once you start it, there's no timer on it. Uh, unlike some of the bounties. So I'm like, okay, I'll start and then just keep walking. And come back to it when I'm ready. Um, 
And then there are others that have kind of a split road marker, which I'm assuming are, you know, decision making quests for some side storyline. Mm-hmm. Uh, because the side quests will have, you know, other effects. There will be side quests that are related to each other um, at various points in time. So on your ship, you can have lieutenants that will fight with you in combat along with your crew and give you bonuses to your ship. So I unlocked one early on because I got really friendly with this one NPC and her storyline, her uh, side quest. So she joined me on the ship as a lieutenant. I was like, that's cool. Um, there's, yeah, there's so much to the game. I, I do plan on 100%ing it, but I expect this to take a long time to do. Um, I want to say that Origins took 40-something hours to beat. I, based on what I'm thinking of how the main story will work on Odyssey, because it's still, the main story of Odyssey is kind of an odd thing to, uh, yeah, yeah, uh, sort out, especially early on. It's like, okay, yeah, what's my objective in this game? You know, what's my goal? And I didn't really get a black and white goal until maybe 10 or 15 hours in the game. Before that, I was just going from one thing to another. Kind of the typical RPG sequence of events, you know. Oh, what do we stumble upon next? What do we stumble upon next? Um, but I've actually got an overarching plot point now, that a goal. Um, and they make it seem like you can go do this anytime. But there are portions of it that only unlock if you actually do the other quests that they label as main quests, um, which are they call your Odyssey, which is pretty cool. Um, it's your character's story, you know. Um, so it's kind of a mixed bag. I do wish they had it more open for the um, thing I'm trying really hard not to talk, not to spoil. Um <laughs> But I wish they had opened up more of it so you didn't have to do the main quest to do those. I see why they do because this very tied in with what ends up being one of your other main goals um, outside of this big side, you know, uh, main arc. Um, there's another mini arc. Uh, I guess that's the best way to put there a bunch of mini arcs that tie into this overarching thing. Uh, and that as you do the mini arcs, they unlock part of the overarching stuff. Because once they unlock, you can keep going to main story, or you can stop to deal with the main arc itself. Um, gotcha. It's and like I said, it scales. So no matter which order you do it in, um, aside from the ones that are actually locked at certain levels, which are very few, um, you're going to have the same difficulty either way. So there's not really a point to grinding or anything like that. Um, I haven't, I have not hit a single situation where I went, okay, I shouldn't be here or I shouldn't be, you know, doing this yet because I need to go grind. Um, aside from that one side quest that jumped me up really high. Um, yeah. Everything else is pretty apparent and it's pretty good about not giving you quests that are say more than three levels above you. Mm-hmm. Um, that's kind of the cap on what it'll let you accept, uh, unless you go into a higher level area. Um, like I did on accident. Then um, it's there to teach you a lesson. Yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> but it's not like the main quest. It's like, oh, yeah, you need to gain two levels before the main quest is doable for you. Um, yeah. The, one of the tips on the loading screen actually says, uh, you know, if you're having a hard time, go upgrade your equipment, which is totally all you need to do. You know, as long as your equipment's upgraded, then you're probably going to do fine. Uh, the upgrading, I feel like the upgrading is a little too expensive. Um, and having all the drops is kind of pointless because once you start doing certain things in the game, you unlocked legendary pieces of equipment, you know? So why would I care about this, you know, uh, what are the, it's, uh, white, blue, purple, gold or whatever. Why would I care about the white or blue drops? They're going to be garbage compared to purple and, uh, the purple is typically garbage compared to the gold. So if I've got three options for gold in this one slot, then getting any other drop there doesn't matter to me. Yeah. So I feel like I feel like that could have used some balance or just removal of kind of or you know basically limit the lower tier drops, which I think they do because I have seen more purples now and more blues and I'm seeing less of the whites, but I don't feel like the curve is steep enough um yeah because as soon as i have a gold for each slot which i'm actually missing the body piece and that's the only one at this point and i have been for several levels now um once i get to that point why bother you know just give me more mm -hmm. materials for upgrading or mm -hmm. uh or uh what's the thing called uh you go to the blacksmith and they engrave, engraving. Um, mm -hmm. They engrave your weapon with another bonus, which I think is a really cool way to balance out the, uh, in Origins, having different weapons. It's like, well, I like this perk on this one, but, you know, i rather use a sword, but this pole arm has what I need. Um, now, on a sword or any weapon, you can at least boost something you want to be boosted on it. You know, you can boost your assassin damage. You can boost your warrior damage, which is your melee damage. Or you can boost your range damage. Or you can do a little of each. Or you can say, screw my damage, I need more armor, and engrave with more armor uh, bonuses. So I, I do like, I really like that system, because, like, I am stealthing like crazy through this game. Um, which people in the past have had, you know, mixed feelings on stealth and Assassin's Creed games. Um, even though stealth is what you would expect your main, uh, your main choice would usually be as an assassin is to be sneaky about it. Um, but in a lot of the older games, it was just like, well, I'm better off just running in and killing everything. Um, Odyssey, that's a lot harder to do and Origins was as well to a certain extent. Um, yeah. But I feel like stealthing feels a lot better in Odyssey. Um, and it's also more difficult to stealth, um, which seems kind of contradictory um, that it being harder to stealth is still, you know, better. Um, mm -hmm. So the point of that is my stats, I put assassin as much as I can because I want to sneak up and murder everybody quietly. Um, mm -hmm. So my melee damage suffers. My range damage is horrendous 
I cannot. <laughs> I shoot with my bow and arrow, and nothing dies. Um, wow. Because I've focused all my stuff into my assassin, and then warrior is kind of pretty high naturally. That's my second option. Um, but, <laughs> yeah. Um, the... I feel like the weapon types are still... There's still... I don't want to say there's too many because variety's, you know, good. Um, but I feel like the pole arms or spears, I believe is actually what the category is called. The spears, the daggers, and the sword are the main ones you want to use. Um, yeah. Because you get into a heavier weapon... Like, there are, you know, the big two-handed weapons, there are uh, staves, there are clubs, you know, all pretty much all the same categories as Origins, I think. Um, mm. But they're just so slow. Yeah. Um, and with combat being how it is, you cannot afford to be slow. Um, the spear is kind of as slow as you want to get, but that's only, but it counters it out by having the range on it. Um, yeah. So it's, you know, good for keeping enemies out of range. And that works out. But any slower than that, like early game, I had no options for weapons. And I was just trying to use whatever made me strongest. I ended up going back to a weaker sword because I put on a big two-handed uh, axe, I think it was. And boy, it felt like I was, you know, swinging through molasses. It was so <laughs> slow. And the enemy's just dancing around. I'm like, yeah, this ain't working. Give my yeah. sword back. Um, I didn't even equip a dagger until... Uh, probably 20 hours in um, when I unlocked my second weapon slot so I could switch, you know, back and forth like in Origins. Unlocked that second slot, put in a dagger, mainly because I had a good bonus I wanted. Because um, each each weapon you use, of course, has its own damage it does. But whatever bonus is like plus 4% assassin damage, that stacks for whatever weapon you're using. Um so it had some really good perks. It was, of course, a, a gold on a legendary weapon. So I used it and I actually switched to it later on just to see how it felt. And that felt really good. It's really, really fast. <laughs> um, and I actually found a combination of attacks that will pretty much lock an enemy down as long as I'm one-on-one. -on -one. Um, nice. Which doesn't happen often, but um, it's good against the um, bounty hunter guys that are in this game. Um, because they'll often catch you out in the middle of nowhere or while you're taking out a fort or something, show up and help them defend the fort, which really sucks. Um, mm. So I always try to pull them away if I can. Um, God, there's so many systems to talk about in this game. Um, now I talked about bounty hunters. There's a whole bounty system where... So let me back up a step. So typically in an Assassin's Creed game, you have kind of a faction you're going against, you know, whether right. it's the town guards, it's just the Templars, something like that. Um, you have a specific enemy you go against. Yeah. And you can go around collecting things in town. Nobody cares, you know. In Odyssey, people care. Um, wow. If you steal, and it'll actually change the icon from loot to steal. Um, if you're in an area where they don't expect you to steal, like if you're just in the middle of the street and there's something you can pick up, which there is often, um, I 
I ignore because it's like steal. And if you steal it in front of the NPCs, a non-guard NPC will actually find a weapon somewhere, pick it up, and then come back and start swinging at you for being a thief. Holy Um, crap. So it really punishes you for not playing to your character. You know, you can be a thief, but you're going to murder townsfolk in the process uh, or run away from them or something. Wow. Um, And on top of that, the whole thing in this... um, I don't think this qualifies as a spoiler, but... There's a theme to the game being Greece. It's, you know, Sparta versus Athens a lot mm-hmm. of times. Um, you can you can basically get along with either side. Um, but if you start harassing a side and, you know, taking out their troops and they see you do it, you'll actually start getting a bounty placed on your head. Um, hmm. And then the bounty hunters will show up and your bar keeps going. Um, until you've either, you can actually pay off your bounty yourself, um, pay gold. I've never done it, um, but it's an option. Um, but, or you can kill the person that put the bounty out on you and that'll lower your, uh, bounty bar some, but the bounty bar will go up to five, uh, mercenaries coming after you at once. Wow. And they will show up at once. And typically the way it works is the first one will be your level. The second one will be a level above you, and so on. So at one point, my bar filled up to max because I was being a complete scumbag in a area. <laughs> um, they deserved it. Let me tell you. Well, I'll tell you after this. Um, there's so many tangents. I could go on with this game. Um, and the, I'm trying to determine how effective killing the mercenaries actually is to getting the bounty gone. Because oftentimes you kill the mercenary that's after you and another one shows up. Um, Mm. Something that's really cool, and I'm sure there's a limited pool, but so far, I think I might have seen one repeating name. Um, There's typically a name and then the something, you know, the invincible, the defiler, the scumbag, you know. Um, And... They have a little story. If you go to their little mercenary screen, it's like, yeah, this guy was a soldier. He didn't like it, you know, or he got in trouble or something, and now he's a mercenary. Or this guy was a, you know, sailor on a ship. Now he's a pirate and has his own ship. Um, So he'll actually hunt you when you're out on your ship Um, and stuff like this. So they actually have characters instead of just being a either a endless set of mercenaries, which I'm pretty sure it's endless, but they at least have some personality to them. Weapon styles, uh, vulnerabilities, uh, resistances, you know, stuff like that. So they're not all the same. You know, you have dagger users, you have spear users, etc. Um, but it's also not limited like Origins was, where there were, I want to say 20, if that many. And then mm-hmm. once you killed them, they were done. And they didn't They just wandered the map. Um, The mercenaries in Odyssey actually hunt you. It doesn't matter where you are, they will hunt you as long as you have a bounty on your head. Um, What was the tangent I was going to go on? Uh, Uh, It was something about they they deserve it. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Let me tell you about this time that Leonard the insufferable come after me. (laughs) 
No, the the whole Sparta versus Athens thing, um, I flip-flopped so much on, you know, at first I'm like, all right, screw Sparta. And I'm like, yeah, I like Athens. You know, I'll go with them. Screw Sparta. And I'm like, screw Athens. Screw Sparta. Mm-hmm. Screw them both. <laughs> so yeah. I, now at the point I am in the game, I'm like, I don't care which side it is. I'm fucking them all up. Oh, wow. Uh, they've they've all earned my wrath at this point. Uh, so <laughs> I'm taking no prisoners now. Um, but I, I was playing through, and it's an interesting thing to do in a game where you're like, all right, I am a good person, right? I'm not going to mm-hmm. play a scumbag. I'm going to be a quote-unquote realistic person, you know? that is going to make decisions based on what's going on and what I think would be best, you know, as a quote unquote good person. Um, so I'm making decisions and someone gets in my face. I'm like, no, screw you, buddy. You know? And then that has repercussions because of the choice system. And I'm like, okay, I probably shouldn't have made that decision. My bad. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah. But then the, uh, you know, something will happen, happen in the store with the side quest. And I'm like, no, that guy deserves it. I'm going to go, yeah, he's getting the dagger. Um, and it's kind of put me in awkward situations for some, some of the side quests because it's like, yeah, actually, I've had one side quest I did not do. And I, I declined it because they wanted me to go murder someone for essentially no reason. Um, hmm. It was like this dude wasn't getting enough attention from this guy who already had a boyfriend. Um so he's like, yeah, go kill his lover. I'm like, why? What do he do to you? <laughs> Just because you're, he doesn't like you or he likes him more or something? That's not, yeah, that's not death worthy, buddy. Yeah. So I actually declined that one. That's the only one I've declined in the game. Because <laughs> um, I think it was one that was a side thing. It was optional. Um, mm-hmm. And I don't think that would count towards percentage. Uh, there have been some where I'm like, nah, eh, I don't really agree with this. Um and you will have different ways of completing a quest as well. Um, yeah. The more you talk to someone, options will open up. I had one earlier, and I didn't realize how much I was opening up with it until earlier. Because I, I've listened to all the dialogue uh, mm-hmm. in any conversation. So I clicked through them. Um, and the guy was like, on this, the last option I clicked before actually progressing with the mission, he's like, yeah, don't just go in and kill everything because that'll, you know, make them mad. Um, here's an alternate way to complete it. So when the, I got on talking to NPC, I had two quest markers. One for this way that would everybody be happy and one where I'd piss everybody off. So I'm like, okay, yeah, I'll go do the one that makes everybody happy. You know, why be a scumbag if I don't need to be? Which later on, I wish I'd murdered everybody, but that was, you know, I didn't know that at the time. So I feel like my decision was still true. It's just kind of a hindsight thing. But yeah, it's, it's, I'm enjoying this game a lot. It's, uh, there, there's so much to do. The story is engaging. Um, like I said, I'm at the point where I'm like, screw everybody. And that's because of the main story, what's happening. I'm like, okay, everybody's in the wrong now, except for me, so screw them all, because um, I can't rely on anybody at this point. 
So I'm just going to kill everybody and I'll be the one standing at the end. I like this lone wolf attitude. I tried. I tried being nice. When you essentially go against two opposing countries and you're like, you know, fuck it. Yeah. It's my character. I, I picked you, a side. All of y'all are fucked up. Yeah. I, I picked a side. I played my character. That side screwed up. I switched sides. That side screwed up. So I'm like, okay, no more sides. Pay me when you want to pay me. I'll do some of the jobs if I want to. If not, too bad for you. Find someone else. And in the meantime, I'm going to take your money to your face and I'm going to go murder everybody in your fort. Thanks. <laughs> yeah, it's it's so much fun. And this is, at this rate, this is probably going to jump to uh, surpass Black Flag for me. Now that's saying a lot. Yeah. Because even though the, the ship stuff I loved about Black Flag is one of the main reasons, you know, I consider it the best game in the Assassin's Creed series, but this one has the ship stuff to a lesser degree, but the story, world, mechanics, everything is just so good overall. Uh, I'm having so much fun with it. Well, that's good, man. Uh, I'm glad to hear that at least one person so far is saying it's living up to the expectations, if not beyond expectations. Yeah, and I've been... Saying Go ahead. I've been on a complete media blackout since it came out. I've watched mm-hmm. no gameplay from other people, listened to no opinions on it. I am playing the game, and that's it until I'm done. Then I'll go back and see what other people say. Yeah. Since I, excuse me, since I have little to no want to play this game, I have been watching some gameplay. Mm-hmm. I've watched a couple reviews here and there. Uh, mainly around Giant Bomb. I watched their lives uh, play that one time, and I've they just recently dropped their review. Uh, got to hear Alex Navarro's take on it, uh, some more of his take on it. And yeah, I don't know, man. It uh, just it's nothing. Nothing about this game has drawn me in yet. I still see, I, I see about the same thing that I saw with Origins, mm-hmm. and it's not really for starting from the top. The aesthetics of this game do not appeal to me. I don't know why. Sure. I wish I could tell you. I can give you some vagaries. Mm-hmm. Uh, I made made a statement before on another episode where I'm getting really tired of like the just just the guy or the girl, just the human protagonist. Which, when you look at Kratos, that kind of goes that throws that to the wind. However, God of War was a fucking phenomenal game, and I really wanted to see how they played him up being a god. Sure, you telling me this character can fall off a cliff and you know ha- and roll and not take damage that's not a god to me that's a video game being a video game uh another thing is comparing these two uh comparing black flag with with this title the the yay old english talk the pirate speak the shanties mm-hmm. the just that setting of of pirates you know renegade we're out for ourselves pirates against the you know the the colonials or the british or whatever yeah uh, the 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 mythos around 
Pirates appeals to me and draws me in way more than Greek whatever this is. Mm-hmm. The the typical Greek knowledge that I have or the t- when when you tell me Greek I do think of stuff like 300. I think of the fan I, f- I think of the phantasmic stuff. Oh, yeah. I don't think of and the before what I would think of when you tell me Greek is I go Greek mythology. Now that is interesting to me. That's appealing to me. That fantasy draws me in. Yeah, there may be some of that in this game. There may not be, but that's not even where I. I'm already past it because the game doesn't focus around that. This is sure. a, this is Assassin's Creed for what Assassin's Creed is. It's it's talking, it's dialogue, it's stealthing, it's killing people, it's real life as close to maybe historically represent representative as it can get, and that that it just doesn't appeal yeah, to me. Yeah, there is still some of that, uh, you know, mythical and fantastic thing to it. Um, I haven't encountered it, but. There may be some mythical creatures in the game. Yeah. Haven't seen it yet. But, but um, Jason and the Argonauts, this is not, though. That's what I mean. Uh, this this is this, the, the same type of storytelling that, that goes on with all the Assassin's Creed is what this mm-hmm. one is about. Now, granted... Apparently, with Origins, this is also this is this also rings true. This is a different way that they're doing it. They've changed their formula a little bit, but I don't know, man. I just I can only tell you from an outside perspective because I haven't played the game myself. Even from initial news to screenshots to to gameplay to yeah. news of changes, nothing about it has has had me interested. Yeah, and it does. When um, you tell, go ahead, go ahead. It does also have, um, you mentioned like 300 and stuff, and that's actually in part of the game. Um, yeah, I heard the kicks there. Alex Navarro was just pitching a fit about that. He goes, the fucking 300 kicks in there. <laughs> like, oh, like, yeah. like, you could really kick somebody that way, though. Oh, yeah, I mean, whether ability, or not it yeah. was, yeah. <laughs> whether, whether or not a movie like burn it out for you, I can, I can understand uh, that, I'll, but you, that is the thing. I'll tell you this. I don't even have that kick unlocked. I don't mm-hmm. care for it. I don't need it. So I don't have it unlocked. I've unlocked mm-hmm. other things I'm going to use. Um, I was yeah. talking about the actual 300 battle. Oh, um, okay. That's ingrained in the story. You actually see yeah. uh, some stuff related to that. Again, not going to yeah. spoil anything. But there are um, historical plus, you know, the stretch, the the mythos, the myth uh, side of it too. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And... I feel like the more I play of it, the more of that I'm going to see. And because thinking just Assassin's Creed in general with the whole, you know, Apple of Eden and the weapons of Eden and stuff, there is a mystical aspect of it. And they talk about from essentially the start that, you know, this person was back then, you know, considered a demigod. You know, mm-hmm. so as I'm playing through the game, it's like, okay, how much of this is that stretching of what yeah. actually happened? And how yeah. much of it is it because of the Assassin's Creed, you know, uh, lore with the apples and whatnot? Um, and I'm really curious to see as I play through it more how far they're going to go. If you take all of these historical moments that, that, 
they, they get movies, they get some type of media built around, or they get built into some kind of a media. My, I don't want this to happen, but I mean, if it does, well, I sure to see how they do it. But Japanese history is probably the history that appeals to me the most. Greek and Roman and even even old American history, like no, it just it just it just doesn't appeal to me. And when I see this, I see it's just it's 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 it is a monument for what it is. I'll give you that. It gives you a lot of that. We are trying to be as close to Greek everything as we can get. That's great. I will never fault any of the creeds for what they try to aesthetically pull off. But just not appealing to me. So I, you you recommended it. You say it's a good game. I'm glad you're enjoying it. I'm glad you're having a good time. But even with this, I, I just don't see anything that makes me want to drop $65 on this game right now. Yeah, I do think that they need to uh, step up the graphics in a certain way. It's not that mm-hmm. it's not that they're bad. Um, they're not bad graphics, and in the cutscenes, things look good most of the time. Um, but something it, it feels like it's just falling a little bit short, um, and that's probably because of you know Spider Man and God of War being just so beautiful. That yeah. even though this game looks good, it looks great, it's not at that level. Which, mm-hmm. if you look at the size of the world, it makes total sense. Um, yeah. God of War was decently sized, but it still was fairly limited, you know. Mm-hmm. This game is much bigger, um, so some compromise has to be made. Right. Um, but I do think they need to... Um, Maybe in the next game, see if they can step it up a notch. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think there's anything else I could really talk about without getting the spoilers for it. Well, I mean, still, man, I'm glad you. I'm glad you trying it out. What I what I'd like to know if 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 you could put your mind in this situation. You say you're about thirty something hours into the game so far. Is that right? Or was no, you were level 30-ish. No, I, I hit 30 hours. And I'm okay. like 36% complete or something like that. Take your mind back to about 30-something hours into Assassin's Creed Origins. Compare the two. Mm-hmm. Are you are you liking this way more now than... like I, I feel like maybe Origins for you was a little bit... Like you enjoyed it, but it seemed like it was. It, it took you a while to really get get into it. Seems yeah. like this one, you are all over this bad boy. Yeah, this one I've enjoyed pretty much from the start. Um, Origins, I was enjoying, but it never. I mean, throughout the entire game, never got to the point where I am with Odyssey now. Um, yeah, and have been pretty much from the start of Odyssey. Um, I mean, it really. It really snagged me in with the choice system from the start mm-hmm. and seeing the effects of it and not small effects either. Um, yeah. And seeing that play out and then everything else piling up on top of that has made it, you know, what it is. Yeah. For me. Well, good, man. I'm glad you enjoyed it. I'm glad it's good for you. I saw, I saw when you posted that video on uh, on our Discord the the ships. I was like, "Yep, I've, mm, <laughs> I knew that was coming." <laughs> yeah. As soon as the uh, the shanty started playing, it was just that that uh, there was a moment there where I was like, "Yeah, 
Yeah, I know what you mean. I'm telling you that 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 was my hook in moment for Black Flag Four. I don't, I don't want to rehash the whole Black Four Black Flag uh, Assassin's Creed Four conversation, but that if that I want to say that was probably the first of like, okay, this game is fucking awesome. Where I was already doing pirate things and was already into the story of Assassin's Creed 4 and already knew Kenway and some of the other pirates. But the moment that, like, it's, I forget how many hours into it, it I pulled my boat away from a pier and somebody i don't know if it was kenway but somebody was like sing us a song boys and my crew started singing a shanty i was like wow and then you could press a button to go you know what sing me another one and sometimes he'll be an asshole about it sometimes he'll be like hey man i want to hear something else sometimes he'll be like shut up give me give me another one but I love that. That is the that is the hook for that game right there. If the idea of you being on on the open sea that the open sea looks fucking gorgeous for that console or that year of PC uh that generation of PCs and you are on a boat that you are captaining and you can see your crew on your boat running around doing actual jobs and they're like hey captain let me sing this one for you and they just sing a they just sing a fucking pirate shanty mm-hmm. that that was my hook that was where i realized this kind of thing is awesome and then it just escalates cuz then you get into battles on the open seas and those are actually done very well they are engaging and fun and interesting <sighs> yeah. yeah i still have high hopes for uh what is that game that's coming, Chris? Is it Skull um, and Crossbones? Yes. Yes. Kind of have that game kind of went silent, but it's also because mm-hmm. I haven't really, I don't really follow news that much, but kind of can't wait for that game to come out because that's exactly what that whole game is about. Yeah. Uh, yeah. One thing I wish Odyssey did, and I believe Black Flag did this as well, but when you go into the, uh, the travel speed, I think it calls it, where mm-hmm. you drop the sails and you just go full speed and it kind of zooms out. Mm-hmm. Uh, the shanty gets quieter because you're not as close. Mm. So I'm like, I want to go full speed, but I also want to hear them. Yeah, yeah. So I'm like, eh, <laughs> do I go slower? Yeah. I just turn my volume up. <laughs> Such good stuff, man. Uh, anything else for your week? Nope, it's been a lot of Assassin's Creed. Gotcha. This is officially the uh, Assassin's Creed Odyssey episode, Banjo Cats. <laughs> <laughs> all right, all right, all right. So my week, uh, let's get the non-gaming shit out of the way. Uh, I've watched a few movies here and there. Uh, didn't really, none of them were really kind of noteworthy. Uh, I watched uh, one called The Eighth Grader, which just just reinstilled in me that I don't want to have kids that I do, but I'm going to be a nervous fucking wreck, especially if she's a girl. Uh, I watched, um, you were never really there. Uh, it's kind of a hitman stylish movie featuring the upcoming Joker. Uh, one Joaquin Phoenix. Uh, it's pretty good. It was all right. Uh, definitely a it was a very gorgeously uh, shot movie it's just one of those uh you might want to go back and watch again type things one of those you kind of the, the the ending is kind of like uh-huh what and yeah it's it pretty good uh 
I watched a TV show, believe it or not, I uh, on the recommendation from the Cinema Sins, the Sin, the Sincast boys. I watched a TV show. I, I don't think it's a Netflix show. It might be a USA Network show. I honestly forget who uh, who, who the network is, but in, in any event, uh, it's called The Sinner. There are two seasons out that I'm aware of. Uh, it is a murder mystery type uh series very short okay. by the way each each episode's about an hour long and there's only eight per season from what i can tell uh watched the entire first season and it was pretty good it was pretty good it's not uh it's not black mirror level for me where like i'm, I'm gonna watch it again and i'm gonna recommend it to everybody it's 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 definitely a good murder mystery style show uh, without spoiling anything, the premise, which is laid out uh, fairly quickly in the first episode, it's just you. It's it's following a uh, family, uh, a, a couple in their twenties, a mother and a father, and they've got like I don't know, like a like a two three year old son, and they're living their everyday life. They're just going about doing their thing. You can obviously tell that this is, this is a good family. They the 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 couple are in love with each other. They're on the beach, just chilling with their kid on the beach, having a good time, and something happens, and the lady just out and out, out of literally nowhere, just fucking stabs someone to death. (laughs) And the husband is like, what the fuck, baby, what are you doing? And of course, everybody was like, what, get off him, and then you have to watch the rest to get the rest. Um... I mean, I would recommend it if if murder mysteries are your thing. Uh, it does a good job of leading you through it and having you question everything. And um, I have my I have my complaints about it, but they're very prudish in nature, so I, I won't go into detail. But as far as like a murder mystery style show, it was uh, it was it was a nice watch. I probably won't go back and watch them again. It's the thing about some murder mysteries like that. I mean, mm-hmm. once you it's good. Sometimes it's good because you can go back and pick up other details and, f- and find things that you missed. But this is more like a man. I wonder what's going on for seven episodes. And then, you know, the, the ending comes around and you get told what, what happened. Yeah. So, and I'm a couple episodes in the second season. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it's pretty good. It's pretty good. Uh, if you like murder mysteries, check it out. If you like those kind of TV shows, go for it. And again, the fact that it's only eight episodes as opposed to like a, you know, like a 26 episode kind of deal. It's pretty good. Uh, games, 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 games. Uh, well, actually, I'm not going to think of anything outside of gaming that was worth interest. Uh, my wife and I did finally get to go to a, a go kart track down here. Very different experience from the time that I went to. Uh, I went. To, I've been to Nola, Mo- Nola Motorsports Park in New Orleans. V- very fucking cool place to go. They have a awesome uh, go kart track set up there, and uh, I think that day was just completely different for me because when I went to the Nola uh, the go kart track in in uh, New Orleans. I was there for a motorcycle race. I was there to watch a motorcycle race. So I was dealing with the uh, the paddocks and dealing with all the vendors and hanging out with my bike club and, and meeting people and going and checking out motorcycles and racers and cars and all that. And we raced there a couple times, and that was a long day event. I've also went there for uh, my bachelor party. And just just the the nature of the way the day went, it was a very long day. I think we rode like four or five times that time. 
So there's a place down here closer to where I live. It's opened up recently, and we went uh, We went there. We got there very early. We were like the second group of people that were even there. So we had the whole car. We had the whole track to ourselves the first time. Uh, pretty fast go-karts. They're like, as I was told, they get up to about 50 miles an hour. I may have gotten to 40. I don't know. <laughs> I don't. There's no speedometer on these things. Right. Uh, but my wife and my wife wanted to go. She's been wanting to go, and I've been wanting to go. I've been wanting to take her as well. So we went, and uh, it was just it was just the fact that it was so short. We were there for about an hour. Uh, it was like ten to fifteen minutes per run. Uh, it was also a little bit pricey, but I mean, you get what you pay for. I mean, these weren't little rinky dink go karts, right? But it was very fast, very fun. I got about fifteen laps in. It was the first time in a long time that I was somewhat competitive about something because they give you a printout when you're done to show you how fast you went, what your fastest lap was, how you rank again if you even rank against like the top fifteen people that come to this place. Mm-hmm. And I was like point seven seconds off <laughs> from getting on that fifteen board. I just wanted to do that. Uh, so I would try to do a lot better on my second run. The problem is the second run, we actually had about four or five other people that were racing with us. So I was fighting other people a couple times. Right. I actually made my best lap during that time, but uh, I was more aggressive than I thought I was going to be. I didn't run anybody off the road, but I was definitely trying to <laughs> get the fuck out of my way, please. Right. Uh, had a good time. Enjoyed that. It was nice to go on a good, just get out and go do something, date. Uh, but that was, that's, that's pretty much the most exciting, like out of the house thing that's happened recently. Uh, video games. When I last left off, I was talking about Persona 3. Uh, as I mentioned earlier, I mean, that's that cat's out of the bag. I have beaten Persona 3, which means for me, I have beaten pretty much the main, what is considered the main tier trilogy of the Persona series. Right. I, I watched a few retrospectives slash reviews of Persona 1 and 2, mainly for some nostalgia as well, because again, I have played Persona 1 sometime when I was like 15, 16 years old for maybe an hour. So I was trying to just see if anything looked familiar to me at all. And unfortunately, I think the overworld map with that, with that design of the character that's on the map, that little icon, that's the only thing that looks familiar to me. What I can definitely tell about Persona 1 and Persona 2 is that they are very dated and very different uh, when compared to Persona 3, 4, and 5. Mm-hmm. It seems like 3, 4, and 5, uh, st- well, mainly starting with 3, they were going for a new... This this is the homework I haven't done, so this will be news to me when I find out, but it seems like there was a new direction with Persona 3, 4, and 5. Not only because it was on a new console, but just you could... I can look at screenshots of Persona 2 and of Persona 3 and go, okay, this is just different. <laughs> yeah. So now having played the three entries and what... I'm saying that loosely, the main trilogy... Uh, it's been a good experience so far. It's been very good. I will tell you now off the top, uh, spoiler-free stuff, I enjoyed Persona 3, definitely. I I tell you, it. I, I think I enjoyed Persona 3 a little bit more, and I say a little bit more than Persona 4. Okay. I would ultimately put my ranking as Persona 5, Persona 3, and Persona 4. Uh, some, some key things about Persona 3 that I liked. 
which, mind you, all of this stuff was present in 4. When they went from 3 to 4, they just, they upgraded some things. They added some more characters. They added some some more uh, social links. There was just a little bit more to do in Persona 4. But just the way that 3 was handled, just a little bit, mind you. If, if I put, if I had a ranking, okay, I'd put, I'd put, Four at like a, a an eight, and three. I mean, a, a three at like a maybe an eight, and four at like a seven point five. I just a, a little bit more. Just I liked it a little bit more, especially the ending scenario of Persona Four. The the final boss, everything leading up to the boss, the way it was handled, it kind of fumbled the ball with the ending. But okay. I still like the whole ending sequence to this game. Uh, I'll tell you, Chris, and the audience as well, if you, if you or anybody else ever gets into this game, big complaint about Persona 4 was that there is kind of a sequence of conversations that you have to go through toward the end, and they'll even tell you these are very important, but you kind of have to answer these conversations a, a particular way. Otherwise, you're going to get a somewhat mediocre to garbage ending. Persona 3, they don't do that. It's it's hey you're about to make a big decision and you get a you get a left or a right and unless you just don't have any common sense <laughs> you're gonna know which one to take uh, you can be you can play your character a particular way and you can choose to take the left but common sense in the game's narrative it's gonna drive you toward the right yeah. so that don't you don't have to worry about the bad ending thing I got the I got the ending um, <clears throat> I would also recommend that uh, if you're going to play persona 3 try to find and play the persona 3 uh, FES version it's basically uh, Persona 3 as it comes, but the FES is like an expansion. It tells, uh, it comes with a side quest that basically tells the story after the game. So if you were kind of fumbling with the ending of original Persona 3, you can get more of it explained. I think a lot of Persona 3's ending was interpretation. You can kind of pretty much pull what they were going for, but it's not a, oh, I killed the bad guy, flowers everywhere. It was a little bit deeper than that. Um, so, yeah, I, I, it's kind of spoiler free as I want to get it. I do yeah. recommend it. And again, especially with it being, uh, I, I prefer a little bit more than Persona 4. Definitely a good game to try. Um, and don't worry, I'm not going to spoil anything. I'm not going to spoil any details for this game. I just, I, I, as you were talking about, it, uh, your game, I, wanna, I just want to gush about mine for just a little bit. Um, just some details that this game did that I enjoy. And I don't know if I just missed them in P4 or, or if they just were done better in P3, but I liked, for example, the, I like the ensemble of characters, the main characters in Persona 3. I didn't think I was going to at first. Uh, some of the earlier characters seem very, not, I'm going to say bland, but kind of generic-ish. But as they grew as people and as the ensemble of main characters grew, there's a variety that I don't... I, I like the variety that is presented to me in Persona 3 compared to 4. The... All the almost all the characters, and especially a lot of these social link characters you come across with, have really good stories. Very involved. That's not really saying much. I mean, Chris, you know this from playing P5. 
They all have fleshed out stories. Right. But it seems like with P3, and again, maybe I'm just not remembering everything correctly about P4, but a lot of, there's a lot of drama and a lot of depth involved with all these characters. Uh, I can't really get spoilerish, so I don't really want to tell you more <laughs> than that, but just know that there are going to be times where you're going to have the feet pulled right out from under you you're gonna have some heart grabbing moments with these characters um a lot of overworld details uh there is a one of the back plots to the game the backstories a little bit to this game is that you'll notice the population is going through what they call apathy apathy syndrome i believe is what it's called and it's basically people out in the world that they just lose all fucks given about anything like they'll wander the street and kind of you'll talk to them and they'll just be like like they don't want to talk they don't want to do anything and as you progress through the main story of this game as you progress through the days and the weeks and the months you'll see more and more of these people randomly you're going to be out and about in this town all the time you're going to be out the mall you're going to be out uh, you're going to be at the shrine you're going to be at the the mini mall you're going to be at all these places that you're going to know you're going to know where your characters are to go talk to them you're going to know where you're going to need to go to go shop or whatever so you're going to be in these areas all the time and slowly over time just seeing more of these random people pop up and then seeing other npcs that are not affected by this syndrome but they're like hey that dude over there is being creepy like what's going on it's just they did a really a really good job of world building when this game was on the it's on the playstation 2 i mean this is this is old but they were doing a damn good job they were showing you with p3 the roots of what they were going to do with four and five uh your characters that you deal with the, your main characters uh you meet up in a dorm and just seeing just Coming home from school or an activity and seeing how they are interacting with each other, seeing what things they're doing. Like you have, uh, you have one character. He's kind of like your bro character. He's the, he's the Ryuji of the group. <laughs> you'll come in, you'll come in one day and you'll see him, uh, like talking to somebody. You'll come in the next day. You'll see him reading what is obviously a manga. And you will also see him reading from, from, uh, right to left as he's flipping the page correctly. It just, just little details like that. Uh, I saw, I was trying to figure out what one of the girls was doing one time. She was just doing this thing with her hand, and I realized I was looking at the wrong angle when I flipped the camera around. She was she was doing her nails, and she would <laughs> kept putting her hand up and flipping her hand around and checking her fingers for details. I was like, wow, that's just, you just little, little, little details. You know, I like little polish like that. Uh, the main story of this game, again, as I mentioned, this was kind of my fault. I played it about probably half an hour in and was like, all right, come on game. Where are you going? Where are you going with this? And then the shit finally kicked off. Uh, and that main story carries all the way through. I felt like I grasped all of it. I got what was going on. And again, the culmination at the end is just, oh, oh man, so good. <laughs> the way that they handled all these characters, and all this story was done very well. Uh, the the time that I put into this game, I think I think when I looked at my new game plus file was like 66, 67 hours, which again is ludicrously fast in my opinion. When I put, I think I put well over two hundred or three hundred hours into P five. 
but you have to remember that I mentioned this with P4 as well. I was learning this system with P5. Yeah. I got better at it with P4 and I had it down to a laser blight. Man, I had this, I knew every single day who I needed to talk to, who my priority was to do a social link. I knew that I, what days I could not do social links and how and where I needed to go to upgrade other stats. I had, I had my stats maxed out in no time. And I think of all, Again, if I'm using a random number, I think there were 20 separate characters you could social link with, and I got max all but like five. Uh, so, which uh, I can look back now and see if I go through this game again, I know who to prioritize better. There are some. There were a lot of times that I made mistakes where like there was two characters in the same day, and I didn't know like where they were going to be in the future, so I just picked whoever. But that and and grinding just i figured out a very good formula for both p3 and p4 because i learned so much from p5 uh i would say if you had if you played this this series like me uh again we mentioned this before it, it goes without saying but we'll say it again if you have not played persona 5 do you like rpgs yes go play persona 5 hands down well it, it, what's this about school life i just shut all that shit up go play persona 5 it is a phenomenal game so if you are like me and you're working your way backwards i like i said man i learned so much from p from p5 and i didn't have to step down my knowledge with p4 i kind of just carried it over mm -hmm. and the same thing when i went backwards to p3 like i just it's all there you're gonna have to do social links uh it's gonna be wise for you to have a persona that matches a social link so to help you get uh better answers and better results you have social stats that are going to help you for uh opening up new conversations with people like all, the the weapons buying that the further you go up in level, the further you go up in the story, more weapons and armor become available. Uh, uh, fusing personas, like all the stuff that you know is there. It's a little bit step backwards, especially with four and three, because in order to with with five, you could almost you could make almost any persona you wanted and put almost any ability on them fairly easy. You can kind of do that in P4 and 3 as well, but number one, gaining the personas are almost random because they work off the shuffle system at the end of a battle. And also, you're kind of banking on a little bit of luck when you're fusing personas and hoping that these abilities carry over. I got very lucky. I got most of, I had pretty much a good five or six personas that were my powerhouse. And that's all I ever really needed. Uh, but yeah, all mainly all the systems that you know working backwards are going to be there. If you're going to start with P3, hey, that's great because all you're going to do is see this game progress. You're going to see stuff in be increased in quality and convenience and all that. Three and four are fairly similar but once you go from three and four to five oh man it's 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 a cadillac of that series uh the difficulty got pretty intense toward the last um i'd say the last maybe 10 15 hours which that's typical i mean it's gonna happen uh, there was one boss that was just kicking my shit in. I think I died about seven or eight times to this guy <laughs> until I remembered that I was playing a Persona game and said, oh, well, if if he is immune to every single 
skill out there, I need to look at debuffs. And once I tried <laughs> a certain debuff on this guy, it was like a fucking cakewalk. <laughs> so yeah, just remember to use everything in in your in your uh, your party's uh, availability. Everything. Trust me, everything is weak to something. Mm-hmm. It's a it's a very it's a very good thing to know about this series. Uh, what else? What else? What else? What else? Uh, I'm not sure what the differences are between Fez and uh, the original P3. I think I think Fez is literally just the entire game of Persona 3 untouched, and then it has uh, it has the the additional content tacked on. Uh, I say this because there were cutscenes as well in this game, so I'm gonna I'm just gonna say that P3 also started the anime cutscene deal in this trilogy. And they met, they, they met up pretty well. I felt like the cutscenes that were in P4 were more to the point, more story exact focused, while this was more like, let's show some cool stuff as well as talk a little bit about the story. But that's not a, I mean, again, that's no deal breaker. It's just something I noticed, a, a design choice with the, with the cutscenes. I think that'll do it for that, man. Like I said, it's uh, I I feel comfortable now that I played all three of these. Uh, again, just tailing it back to the to the first part of this whole spiel. I did watch some retrospectives and some reviews on P one and P two, and I again I really don't know if I'm ever gonna go back to those. They don't they don't look like what I'm looking for in this series. And I know that sounds shitty. I know there, there are probably some hardcore persona fans out there right now. There, then there's probably even more Shin Megami Tensei period fans out there that are like, are you kidding me? You need to play all of them. And I could have, if I only played P five, I would have been good for life. <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. That game blew my mind when it was, it hit me out of left field completely. Mm-hmm. But now that I've had the pleasure of playing four and three as well, I, I'm glad I did. They both have their own unique stories, respectively. They 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 both are their own unique games, and I enjoyed both of them. Uh, I w- I'm not going to say that you are completely missing out, but I'm going to say you're missing out if you're not playing those two. They, y- y- if you liked the P5 feel, if you liked just the, just the vibe you got from P5, you're not going to go too far back with three and four. Like you're not going to. It's not a severe degrade. It's a good time. It's good times. Once I finished that, uh, I immediately went back to a couple games uh, because fortunately the same day that I beat Persona 4 was the day the Mega Man 11 came out. So I installed that and went back to it. I'm making very slow progress in that game. This is something uh, I don't know if I've ever mentioned before, but just because I love Mega Man doesn't mean I'm the greatest at it. (laughs) (laughs) Those games are designed to be difficult. They Mm -hmm. have always been difficult with a few exceptions. I think Mega Man 5 was fairly easy for me. And I mean, even with Mega Man 4, yeah, I can go through Mega Man 4 almost in one playthrough, but that's because I've played Mega Man 4 1,700,000 times. It's just memorization. But if I hand the controller to anybody and say, here you go, here's Mega Man 1, you're going to break that fucker after about the second boss. I mean, you're yeah. it, they're always difficult. This game has a bit more casual feel to it if you choose it to be. It does have uh, a lower difficulty, and I'm not prepared mentally to do that just yet (laughs) i really want to bang my head against this game until i until i crack and then maybe i'll bump it down sure but so so mega man 11 
Uh, I have the full game in my hand now, and unfortunately, I can't talk about a lot of it because I haven't made past. I haven't made it anywhere past the demo that I played. Mind you, I only played the demo for you know a couple hours. I just want to try that first level out, but the difficulty that is present there for me is present, and I never even got to the boss in Mega Man 11 during the demo. I haven't got to the boss yet in the game itself. <laughs> uh, I, again, I'm taking my time with this game, and I will I'll make it to the boss, and I'll get past him. Mm. Um, there are mechanics in the game that I am using more now. I'm I'm getting over my stubbornness and actually using the gear mm-hmm. systems, which are the slowing down time and the increase in power. I found out a spoiler that I didn't uh, I didn't know about ahead of time, but it's I mean, it's not that huge of a spoiler for me. But it was very fucking awesome to know that the powered up mechanic. Uh, also, it has a dual function. Yes, it does make your shots more powerful. It also takes the enemy's, uh, weapons that you get and basically gives them a second more powerful version when you use them. Think of Mega Man X whenever you had the ability to charge your weapon after you got the Mega Man X upgrade, the, the, the shot upgrade. Yeah. Has it in this game too. And that's, pretty fucking awesome that means every weapon you have have has basically two two forms two functions and that's awesome i i I can't wait to to have fun with that um i honestly believe it or not i I don't know if it's because i i haven't had a mega man a new mega man in so long i'm really taking my time on it but also the fact that i was playing another game before uh before i started on p4 and that game is uh, that game is the messenger. But I'm going to talk about the messenger in a minute. Just I I'm trying. I'll, I'd like to go ahead and finish out the messenger all the way, and then I'm still gonna just drip feed myself Mega Man. I may mm-hmm. go through that. I may go through Mega Man 11 a boss at a time. I mean, next episode I may have I may be telling you I've only beat one boss. <laughs> I'm not trying to platinum this game. I'm not trying to beat it in a day. If if it takes me four months to beat Mega Man 11, good. That's four months. I get to play a new fucking Mega Man game. Uh, I just wholeheartedly admit that, yeah, so the difficulty which every Mega Man has, it's there for me, and it's 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 I'm making my I'm progressing through it very slowly. Uh, some what else? What else about this game? So, I mean, any, anything that I really had to say about this game, it is nitpicky. I do, I do want to echo some sentiments that I, I thought I thought about this, and I didn't know. I felt like I was kind of being an asshole for saying it, but <laughs> no, I'm a Mega Man fan. I feel like I'm allowed to say it, at least on my own damn podcast. I really wish that they would have kept some of the sound effects from the old Mega Man titles. Uh, how, however, they would have upscaled them. I know this is this this new Mega Man has kind of a new look to it. This new mm-hmm. Mega Man has kind of a new face completely uh, about it and that's fine but it's still mega man you know it's still classic mega man to me i i'm still not a big fan of his running animation uh again nitpicky nitpicky i'm not a fan that the his jump animation his his arm and his arm his legs go behind him instead of in front of him I, i like that i like that iconic jump legs forward look and it's that's not there it's just little bitty little bitty nitpicky things that only people like me will nitpick about sure but this the sound effects are definitely something that i wish they would 
ups keep the same but upscale however they would have done that because a lot of this sound design is pretty much new uh just everything from like you know you run up to a to a uh you run up to them at all and you shoot them in the you shoot them and your your bullet bounces off of them and it's just sound effects i'm looking for uh, in general, I'm still having fun with it. It's not, I, I'm, I, my arms aren't crossed, like I said before, but it's not, it's not hitting every single beat that Mega Man used to hit with me. It's more like a slightly new direction for Mega Man. And it's, it's fun. It's definitely, it's definitely thematic. I like the way that the, the enemies look in their own stages. I like the variety. I, I, again, I haven't experienced this personally yet, but I do like the fact that most of these bosses have two, some of these bosses have two, like, forms or two stages. So I'm looking forward to all that. Uh, I'm just not really going to have a full game review just yet because, again, for many reasons, I'm, I'm taking my time. Taking my time. I played Mega Man 11 again for, for a couple hours tops. I played it for a little bit here, a little bit there, but I haven't sat down and like, okay, all day. This is my, this is my thing. Haven't done right. that yet. What I have done that with recently is the messenger because I was working on the messenger before I decided to just dump, jump all the way into to P3 out of nowhere. Yeah. Uh, so last when I left off with the messenger, I had, I had, uh, played to, I uh, loosely gonna say a halfway point. There's a big change somewhere in that game that I'm trying to keep spoiler free for Chris and anybody else. But, so going back into that part, I hadn't really made any progress once that change had happened. So I kind of forgot where the fuck to go. <laughs> and again, this game is this game is surprisingly large. It's it it's it's you you wouldn't you wouldn't think it was as big because it it follows that mentality that that Ninja Gaiden esque mentality, but it is it is very extensive. There are many screens in one little area, and I think there's about eight, nine, maybe ten areas in the entire game. So you going from one area to the other is not going to be a two minute ordeal. It's 10 to 15 to 20 minutes, uh, depending on if you die and all that stuff. So the first thing I did was I just wanted to fuck around. Uh, I kind of got my bearings as far as the controls and just just kind of went wandering. Well, after about an hour of doing that, I was like, okay, I need a goal. I need, I need to know where to go. So mm -hmm. I went back to the main hub style area and I got some hints on where to, where to go, where to look out for and spent a long time figuring out these hints because I'm a dummy and they're not, they're, they're hints. They're, they are not points on a map. They're just, mm -hmm. Hey, you should go. They, they, it's, it's, it's kind of a riddle ish. Sure. So slowly figured those out. Uh, you, you have kind of a, uh, waypoint style system, which kind of should be a priority for you unlocking all the waypoints. Because if you don't and you're wandering around this expansive world trying to figure out these hints, you're going to get frustrated. I say that because I did. Because I just, it's, 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 it's so, you're trying to find where these things are leading you to. And they're on the whole, entire left hand side of the map. And you're all the way on the right hand side in a completely different area with almost no way to get between. So I would definitely say try to find try to find your teleportation points and, and make it easier for you to travel around. Because even when you do those, it's not gonna be a one-to-one -one place. You're not there's no there's no hint that I've found where it's right next door to teleport. You still gotta move around quite a lot. 
Um, combat is still tight. I'm still every great now and again having those moments where I'm like, no, fuck you. I pressed the jump button. I know I did that, but it is what it is. I'm, I'm, I'm over complaining about it. I will tell you this, and I'm mentioning this because I heard somebody, uh, uh, one, uh, Pat from the two best, uh, the super best friends was talking about how he started playing, uh, the messenger recently and the, uh, the jump tactic he is not a fan of and he was like i want to know if this uh i want to know if this this uh ghost stepping uh cloud cloud stepping thing is important because i'm not digging it and i i relate to that i i'm so used to double jumping that having to attack something to to do a double jump basically is it's i'm not the hugest fan of it sure but it gives you mobility there's a lot of mobility in this game i'll give you that and I will tell you the same thing that Wooly and Matt both regrettably told him. You need to get better at that because there are points in this game that you are going to have to fucking use that system. You need to be good at it. Very good at it because there are going to be points where in order for you to progress through the game, you've got to go through some very difficult areas. And it's not easy <laughs> i've been st- i was stuck on one today for a couple hours where i mean it's it's about three screens wide but just the way that you have to be very precise in your controls and yeah it's you're gonna if there's a system in this game you're gonna want to get you're gonna want to get good at it because it's almost progressive stopping if you're not mm-hmm. now like most difficult games like this of course once you pass over it once you complete it you're like yeah i be i, I got a, I did a challenge I, I, I completed it but for me i'm just not feeling it because this type of challenge isn't appealing to me this this ninja gaiden like precise jumping almost pixel perfect all that that that's not my thing right uh my challenging thing is like Bloodborne or Dark Souls. I like having large enemies or quick enemies, and I have to fucking beat a one-on-one battle or even a two-on-one battle. But, I mean, I've gotten past these challenges, and it's it's been it's been fairly triumphant. Just not just not blowing my socks off. It also has a couple points. Again, this is complaining. This is first world complaining right here. This is first world gaming complaining right here where I will be at a difficult point. I'm just going to say this in their defense. They're pretty generous about checkpoints. They're pretty generous about, you know, hey, you're here. And then you go for about, you know, maybe 10 minutes. There's another checkpoint. It's mm-hmm. it, it's generous enough. But there have been a couple occasions, only a couple, only a, maybe maybe three or four, where I've been to an area. I've got a checkpoint. I've done a difficult challenging area very challenging stuck on this for like 30 minutes to an hour difficult and then finally get past and whoo yes let there be a checkpoint when i cross this screen you cross (laughs) the screen nope another difficult area fuck that i'm not playing a fucking nintendo game with this shit anymore this is not (laughs) why i want to play this uh Oh man, I <laughs> so it's only been a few times. Don't don't think the whole game is like that. We're talking like a four percent 
part of this game, but there are going to be there, there there is challenge in this game, and it is control challenge, and you're gonna you're gonna want to be good at it later. Uh, am I having fun with it? Yes. Now that I'm now that the hints are kind of getting fleshed out, and I'm 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 now now I'm able to piece together where I need to go, and the way is more obvious for me as opposed to just running around this entire world trying to figure out what they want me to do. It's definitely getting more challenging and more fun. I'm gonna say I'm pretty close to the end of this game. Uh, I think I'm I'm like one or two steps away from unlocking what is essentially the last area of the game. So, yeah, the the humor is still there. the 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 graphics, the music, the controls, all that stuff is still there. I would just again say that if this uh, that's something else about this game that I'm realizing that I, I I'm a I'm more of a fan. You can tell I'm a Mega Man fan at heart because I like the I like the side scrolling blaster shooter style game as opposed to the side scrolling slasher type game, which is what this is. I mean you have a sword and you have some shurikens, yes, and you, you get some other things later on, but you, you your attacks are very frontal. Uh it's it's a very, you know, one or two character distance away as opposed to shooting pellets across the screen. Uh for the people that this game is for, this game is very good. For people like me, that this is entertaining, this game is just entertaining. Sure, it's not. Uh, it's not. It's worth the money. I'll give you that as well. Given the amount that's in this game, oh yeah, mm-hmm. oh definitely, definitely worth the price. That's a pretty cheap game, isn't it? Yeah, I think it was fifteen when I bought it. Yeah, I want to say. Uh, and definitely worth that. I mean, again, the f- when you. When you go through a level in the old school days, and you even if you're you know with one or two deaths, when you when you can complete a level in about two to five minutes, yeah, these games it's more like half an hour. It's 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 a lot of traversal, a lot of different screens, a lot of different enemies, and all that. So the 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 um, the quality and the quantity is definitely there for the price you're paying. Yeah. Right now, it's twenty bucks. Oh well, okay, twenty bucks. Still, even that, yes, mm-hmm. I will. I will definitely give that fifty dollars. Of fucking course not. No, no. <laughs> but uh, that would be Hollow Knight. But uh, yeah, uh, don't don't take all my negatives as a like stoppage. Again, if this if anything about this game looks appealing to you, give it a try. It's 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 it, for me. It's just not. It's about seventy five percent the kind of game I'm into, sure. and I'm realizing I'm realizing that the more and more frustrated I get at it. <laughs> uh, I don't know what I'll be working on next. I have I have no idea. I'm probably going to go through another uh, whirlwind turmoil. I, I was looking at my pre orders, and a lot of these pre orders are next year. So yeah, uh, the like the main one I'm looking forward to right now is Resident Evil Two. And that's that's like January Gen- of January next year, 15th, almost February. Yeah. yeah. So uh, who knows? I, I don't know. I don't know what type of mood I'm going to be in for when I get done with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm I may just jump all the way into Mega Man and just fucking roll sleeves up and go for it. I don't know, but uh, I I don't I don't think I will. I don't think I'm ready to just just plow through that game. I like to. I want to savor a new Mega Man as long as I possibly can. <laughs> Yeah, I just realized that the uh, new Mario Party game released yesterday. Oh, wow. Um, so I'll probably, I noticed that Chima Hunter put up a Mario Party Let's Play, but I thought it was an older one. They've been doing that. They went back to like mm-hmm. Mario Party 2 because, um, you know, some of the newer ones aren't as good. 
Mm-hmm. But yeah, so I'll be watching that. And I'll probably take a look, see how good it is. Aside from that, I think the next thing I'm not, I don't really care about Red, Red, Red Dead Redemption. Didn't play the mm-hmm. first one. Um, yeah. I might look at Hitman 2, but probably not because the day after Hitman 2 drops is Fallout 76. Yeah. So, yeah. I think that's the next big game for me, which is good because I'll give me a month to get through some games. Yeah. Uh, so yeah, I think that's going to do it for my week, Chris. I have some, uh, I have some random news tabs up here. If we're going to run through some random stuff and just talk about them. All right. Uh, got a news article up here saying about a game coming out. Goldeneye 25 supposed to be a remake of the classic Goldeneye for the N64 using the unreal four engine. That sounds very promising to me. There was there there was a Goldeneye remake game that was out. I believe it was a PC only type game, and I saw gameplay footage of it years ago, and then found it and downloaded it, and then found that it was a multiplayer only game. Uh, I don't know enough about this game. I literally pulled up all these articles today. There is a there is a gameplay footage up for it. Uh, showing a preview of, of, of the uh, facility level. I don't, what I want to know from this uh, is if it's going to be, if it's going to have the single player and multiplayer because the multiplayer of GoldenEye is fun. I mean, that's great to see that game get a facelift in a new modern feel. But man, I love the solo campaign in GoldenEye. Maybe, of, of course, understandably not as much as the multiplayer because the multiplayer was such a facet of my childhood but man i 007 in difficulty that game twice i love the campaign of that game and yeah there is a i don't remember the name of it i don't remember if if it has a surname or a subtitle or anything like that but i do have for the xbox 360 a golden eye remake where they basically put uh they put daniel craig in they kind of redid some of the story a little bit. They changed a little bit of the story to modernize it. They changed mm. some of the cutscenes and all that. And that was pretty good. But I want to see, I want to see Goldeneye get a fucking traditional remake. You know, I want to see it get a facelift. I want to see how, however they can do it. Uh, I'd love to see the classic models and just in this, in a, in a new engine all the way through multiplayer and single player. Might be asking for too much, but I'm going to check you out later. Uh, this video, this GoldenEye 25 early facility previews, what I got pulled up. I just don't want to yeah. watch it right now. I- I'm curious. It doesn't look like this is something official, though. Yeah, it may not be. So. The one that uh, the demo the, or the, the game that I found before, the one I was talking about that I found it was multiplayer, it wasn't official either. It was uh, like a fan game pretty much. Gotcha. And that's what this is too. It says it's a, it's a fan fan remake, which I'm all about fan remakes. If you, if As long as it's traditional and, and stays true to the core, yeah, yeah. I'm all about it. Uh, let's see. What was the other one? Uh, year in sales, uh, for the first year, just some random numbers out here. Uh, looks like, no, nope, that's numbers. I don't feel like fucking with that. It's, it's, it's <laughs> talking about wh- how, how the consoles have done on their first year. Uh, apparently the Xbox one went up, switch went up and Nintendo DS went down on year one. Huh? 
PlayStation 4 went down on year one. And Vita, oh, we're going to get to you in a minute, also <laughs> went down. Uh, fuck that. Not dealing with numbers right now. Uh, the, the new game coming out, uh, Control. There's a new, uh, there's a new boss battle gameplay video out for that. So people can go check that out. Uh, do you remember seeing this game at the E3, Chris? Control? Uh, it's the one. No. Had a female protagonist. She had this weird looking gun. Yeah. And it was, yeah, had like, uh, Kind of like world manipulation, uh, shape shifting. Yeah. People like thought that. it might be like a portal type game. Yeah, that, uh, the games game looked very interesting. So there's some there's some new gameplay released out from Remedy, so people can check that out. Uh, I don't know. I don't know how much this hits home to you, Chris, uh, or the audience as well. But apparently, the PS Vita is dead. <laughs> they've uh they've discussed not uh supporting it anymore. I don't think there's gonna be any more games developed for it. And uh that handheld's bye bye. I still don't own one. I've never owned one. Yeah. Uh, I've heard some good things about it. I've never even owned a PSP, so Sayonara, Vita. <laughs> I did not know you at all. Uh, I had an opportunity to buy one recently. I had an opportunity to buy a PSP as well, but again, same old shit. I just don't have a reason to buy one. Yeah. Uh, uh there's talk of a new Nintendo Switch coming 2019, which this seems kind of duh to me. Uh, maybe not the date, not the year, but this seems to be a thing now. We, we pretty much, I think we could safely say we pretty much expect there to be multiple versions of any new console eventually yeah uh i mean there was the playstation 4 now we got the pro uh the, the what would i like to see in a switch chris you own do you own a switch yeah yes you do what what would you like to see uh, when you look at your switch and you think man if there's a new version out i would love it to have this or do this or be this what comes to mind um i would like to be able to uh, it's so I would like to be able to see the screen or basically I want a way to play with the Joy-Con attached to the Switch mm-hmm. while also playing it on a screen Oh, yes. Because if it's docked, you can't see the screen. It turns it off anyway. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I know there's some workaround. You can get like a third-party thing that'll basically dock it, but not dock it. <laughs> so mm-hmm, it kind of splits mm-hmm. the output. Um, but that's really the only thing. And since I got the Pro controller, uh, so I actually have you know a normal handheld controller, it's a moot point for me. Yeah, same here. I bought one at the same time that I bought it. I played, uh, I played Odyssey for a good bit. Uh, I think, th- I think, so when, so when I bought my Switch, I bought mm-hmm. it just as it was. And I was like, yeah, of course, I'll just try the, I'll just try the Joy Cons out the way they are. I mean, why not? Whatever. And I played it for a couple days, but. I'm just such a stickler for having a, a classic controller in my hand, man. Mm-hmm. It's I, I didn't have any issues with having, you know, the Joy-Cons in each hand. 
I didn't have any issues with my, I, 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 I got what people got about having those joy cons where I was lounging in my recliner and had my hands at like ridiculous fucking angles, just relaxing. And that was new to me. It was a new feeling and I appreciated it, but just something about having a, just a, just a standard fucking control held in two hands, sturdy. I like that better. And yeah. I agree, man. As far as a new Switch, though, I mean, aside from asking for the general shit that people want to see in new consoles or new hardware, period, I'd like to see better processing power, I guess. I don't really notice any huge graphical issues because I don't put the Switch at some graphical powerhouse level anyway. I don't look at Nintendo consoles like that. But sure, if you can, you know, put a better processor in it or make the graphics prettier, great. Maybe make the screen a little bigger, but that's not saying a lot because for me, that screen's pretty fucking big as it is already. You know, I mean, you're almost getting into ridiculous size tablets if you're asking for bigger size screen. Mm Uh, if I was to play just with a Joy-Cons himself, I can't think of many control options that I want to see. Like, I don't, I don't really have a problem with the Switch just the way it is. Yeah. And it's uh, not, like you were saying, it's not, you know, uh, Xbox or PS4 where you expect it to be this graphic powerhouse. So, <laughs> upgrading the hardware, sure, it'll make it run better. But aside from that, I mean, would you really notice much of a difference? Yeah, no. I just, I don't look at the Switch right now. Again, I'm not a super console analyst anyway, Mm -hmm. but I just don't look at it and go, man, you know, I hope when that new version comes out, these, uh, these things get changed. Like, even the way the buttons, the mean, the, 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 if we're talking specifically about the Joy Cons, Mm -hmm. maybe there could be some, maybe some button changes. I, I, I really don't know. In any event, there's supposed to be a new one coming out next year sometime. And yeah, you're, people are gonna get a new a new switch. Cool. Uh, Amazon apparently is making their own massive multiplayer online RPG. Interesting. Okay. Very interesting. Uh, this seems like such a clickbait title, but the title for this uh, the title for this game's radar plus. Uh, article is Amazon is making an MMO and leaked gameplay appeared on Pornhub. <laughs> oh, well, man, how did the gameplay footage for it up on Pornhub? Uh, but I have never heard anything about this. I don't. I don't recall hearing anything about a uh, about Amazon creating their own game, much less an MMO. Meh, we'll see. Be interesting to see what what they're going to bring to the party that's not already done by especially the two big powerhouses now you know mm-hmm. uh every character from soul caliber 6 has been confirmed not gonna go down that list but that's nice to know that finally that entire roster is out oh here we go uh free playstation plus games for october have been leaked with a question mark uh chris didn't you talk about this last episode um or no. no, no, I didn't talk right. about October yet. But I mean, it's October, so they're out. <laughs> yeah. Um. Um. The 
Friday the 13th game, yeah. Yep, Friday the 13th, uh, Laser, Laser League, League, whatever that is. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And here's, here's something interesting. So the next two are 2064. 2064 Read Only Memories and Rocket Birds 2 Evolution. Neither game mm. I know anything about. But what yep. I find interesting is earlier while you were talking about something else, I was clicking purchase on all of them. It will only let me purchase 2064 or Rocket Birds. When what? I when I went to put Rocket Birds in my cart, it took out 2064 or something like that. And now mm-hmm. I've purchased 2064. Um, and it may not be that game, it may be the next one, The Bridge or something, but for some reason I can't, there's one game I cannot purchase. Um, I can't purchase Rocket Birds 2 now, and I think you had to pick one, but there's nothing, of course, on their page that says that. I'd have to actually go and look for an article um, huh. to explain what I'm experiencing right now. But when I try purchasing it now, it says you don't qualify for this purchase. So I'm like, okay, screw you. Um, and then the last one is the bridge. Mm-hmm. Uh, the only one of these games I know anything about is Friday the Thirteenth. Pretty much, that's it. Um, games with gold. Um, the October specific games, uh, Overcooked, uh, which is an interesting little party game. Um, I've watched a bit of gameplay on it. Uh, Achievement Hunter playing it. It seems mm-hmm. fun. I mean, getting it for free is always good. Um, Live Lock isn't October specific. It goes until the 15th. Uh, again, don't know what that game is. Uh, the 360 game for October is Stuntman Ignition. Mm-hmm. Uh, looks like a car game. I think it's a yeah. fair assumption. <laughs> mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um and then in a couple weeks on the 16th, uh, one that I find interesting is Hitman Blood Money. Wow. For the nice. 360 is going to be there. Um, and Victor Ran, which looks like a Van Helsing type clone or something, probably. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, but with the Hitman, Hitman 2 drops on the 13th. So maybe they did that to kind of coincide so someone wants to play the older game. Sorry, that's November 13th. So they give people a chance to play ahead of time to get a feel for it without giving up the Hitman one on Xbox One. Mm -hmm. Uh, Blood Money's the 360 title, and then Victor Varana's Xbox One title. That changes over middle of the month. Yep. So I found a Polygon article that says that in November... We're getting uh, supposedly Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition and Yakuza Kiwami. I wish really? I had waited a bit before going out and buying <sighs> Kiwami, but that's okay. I've got it. <laughs> yeah. It's always frustrating. This happened several times for me. Mm hmm. Uh, it, a matter of fact, now every time I see, like I saw, uh, I saw a coupon today, so, or so, not a coupon, maybe an ad where they was like, you know, uh, Sony is offering like twenty five percent off Bloodborne, and I'm like, man, some lucky fucking people got that game for free <laughs> a while ago, 
That's, that is a, that's like somebody coming along and saying, hey, Persona 5, free, get it now. That's, that's a, that's a must play game for the PS4. But yeah, that's the, and again, it's, it's rumors. I mean, this is October 6th that I'm reading this article, and this article's already two days old, so this thing was published on the 4th, and they're saying that Kiwami and Bulletstorm Full Clip Edition are gonna be part of the November lineup. So that's interesting to know. Um, I found, uh, I didn't realize till I scrolled down that it, I was looking at like early, uh, not early, but release dates for games. And apparently this list goes month by month through pretty <laughs> much all of 2019. Mm-hmm. I'm going to try to quickly scan through and see if there's anything worth talking about. They, uh, I don't believe there is without doing every single thing on sure. this list. And oh. I don't want to do that. While you're taking a look at that, um, I just found an article that the Blizzard president, uh, Mike, is stepping down. Wow. Um, I'm trying to is read he, and are see. Are you tired of making money, Mike? What's the deal? I mean, he says he will now serve as an advisor to the company. So he's stepping down as president, but he's still going to be involved. So he's he's doing a Shigeru Miyamoto. Got it. Got it. <laughs> Um, that's good. Yeah. Uh, this is something maybe you'll be able to talk about. Okay. Uh, and says Destiny Two Forsaken's last wish raid won't get a hard mode. Huh. I hadn't heard that. Um, I will try to speak on that next week. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, Bungie wrote uh, in a blog post, I'm pulling this off a of GameSpot for anybody interested, uh, Bungie wrote that we wanted to create an experience that offered the truest forms of every encounter from day one and offered some of the most powerful rewards in the game to anyone who could succeed. Uh, see, it coincides with Bungie thinking about making uh, pretty much an arms race when it comes to the, the challenges of the game. Right. Yeah. Be interesting to hear your take on that because I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I have nothing to nothing to input on that one. Yeah, I think just based on what I know about the uh, um, what I know about the raid, what I've seen of it so far. Um, again, I haven't played in the last week, and I wasn't near high enough to try it myself. Um, but based on what I know, it's difficult enough. <laughs> that it doesn't need one um right. and it's with the random rolls and everything with the way it is i'm just initially i'm okay with it mm-hmm. um, i've never really cared for hard modes in the raids um i've done some of them just for the you know knock off that checkbox uh do it once and never do it again on hard uh just do it on normal um Unless there was a specific weapon, which I got really lucky with mine. And, you know, I did the uh, the very first raid. I didn't even touch it. And then I did it on hard mode the very first time I did it. Of course, we were all over-leveled. But, mm-hmm. um, yeah, we, uh, uh, we murdered it. And I got the, you know, drop everybody once on my first try. So, mm-hmm. like, all right, never have to touch it again. <laughs> um, I believe that was the uh, mythoclast. Clast. 
seen an article on GameSpot as well that's talking about Castlevania Symphony of the Night coming to the PS4. Uh, basically, it's a port over of the original game. It's not a remake or anything like that. Oh, man, as much as I wish it would be. But a bit of controversy around it because apparently it's based off the retooled PSP version as opposed to the original PlayStation version. And a lot of the camp in the original PlayStation version has been changed, taken out completely. And that sucks. Like, they're specifically talking about the beginning of the game, the the uh, conversation between Dracula and uh, Richter, and how campy and over-the-top it is. And apparently on the PSP version, it's they're trying to, like, safe-do it. You know, they're trying to tone it down a little bit and make it more believable. Man, don't, mm-hmm. don't do that. <laughs> Please don't do that. The, the as meme worthy as that camp is in that game, that is original. That is classic to that game. I Castlevania Symphony of the Night is on my wall, top fifteen. I can I could throw a stone at a, at games that do voice acting and or the writing better. I don't put that on my wall because of the writing, but the writing as it is is what I consider when I consider that game. Right. Uh, what is a man? A miserable pile of secrets. Like that. That's a that's a meme line. I I know that, but that's what I think of when I think of this game. Mm-hmm. Uh, the way that they, uh, yeah, like the the first couple lines they talk to each other when Richter's all noble. He's like, "Die, a monster! You don't belong in this world." And Dracula's like, "It's not by my hand." And I just the way that they talk. I know it's not good, but it's okay. I don't mind it. I take it for what it is. The game itself is awesome. And hopefully if the hopefully the PSP version kept that the same. Uh I don't want to see that changed at all. Which makes me think, you know, if they were to remaster Symphony of the Night, I wonder if they should even do that at all, honestly. Uh, I think of games that try to do the uh, the 3D. This, I made this argument many times. It seems like when games do that 3D look, that the gameplay gets slowed down, or the controls are they just feel different. The gameplay feels different. You want to keep Castlevania as tight to the original as you possibly can. Mm-hmm. You know, Richter doesn't need to feel floaty. Uh, Alucard does not need to feel floaty. It doesn't need to have that sluggish appeal to it. Uh, I, I'm sure a remake of it or a remaster will come eventually, but I implore whoever does that, you just need to keep this as good as you can. Maybe look at, uh, maybe look at, uh, uh, Samus Returns, uh, the, uh, 3DS remake of Samus Returns. Maybe look at that and see how they kept, help. Look at, look at Mega Man 11. If not the sound design, like I complained about, maybe look at just the visuals, the, keep the controls as tight as you can. Keep that look as tight as you can. Uh, I didn't play the PSP version, so I can't rant and rave about how much they changed, but I'm, I'm sure I would. And I know others would. You know, that's something you want to keep the same. Uh, something you need to you need to leave some of that stuff the way it is. Uh, I didn't really find any other news articles. I didn't find anything else I really wanted to blab about, and those just randomly came up. Uh, I mm-hmm. wasn't planning on a news episode anyway, so <laughs> yeah. Uh, I guess that's gonna do it, Chris. Unless you got anything else. Unless you want to gush about. Uh, if you want to gush about. Uh, Assassin's Creed for another <laughs> half an hour. Go for it, man. It's fine. 
one other thing, and I was going to say this to talk about uh, maybe when I played Tomb Raider some more, but when I was playing Tomb Raider and trying to sneak around and stuff, I just, it didn't feel as good as it should have. And I was like, I'd rather be playing Assassin's Creed. And oh, now wow. that I'm playing Odyssey, I'm like, yeah, Tomb Raider isn't a good stealth game all in all. Yeah. It's a Stop good game, doing that, Tomb Raider. but it's not a good stealth game. Yeah. Yeah. Well, folks, uh, that's going to do it. Not, not a real, not a real solid topic tonight. So in general, it's more like, what are your thoughts and opinions on anything? I mean, of course, you can talk to us about Mega Man 11. You can talk to us about uh, Assassin's Creed. and it, Odyssey is what's out now, but any Assassin's Creed stuff, I'm, sh- I'm sure Assassin's Creed is always conversation-worthy in some regard. Uh, if you want to throw a black flag in there, we don't mind. We don't care. We'll, we'll talk about any of that stuff. Uh, just anything in, that that you, our community, our listeners, our fans, uh, haters alike, whatever. If y'all want to talk, there's many ways to get a hold of us. Many ways you can talk to us. You can send us in. Uh, actually, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, just go to Facebook and search for End of Time Cast. That may be how you found this episode right here. We have an email address at uh, end of at end gmail dot com. That's end of timecast at gmail.com no funny uh numbers in there just spell it the way you heard it we still have a twitter page you can you can tweet us retweet us do whatever you want on that thing any way that you want to communicate to us we'd love to hear from you in any way shape or form positive negative we just want to talk to people about games i promise you so that's gonna do it for tonight's episode until next time i'm michael i'm chris Good night, everybody.